Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Loud and Curious with Krista Rosa. I am here with Devin Simone, um, most notably from the real world Brooklyn. Um, also, The Challenge, what, two-time, get, you got to the end twice, no? Two-time finale survivor and third-place winner. Third-place winner and mm-hmm. two-time finale survivor. You mm-hmm. completed both finales. I did. We'll get to there, but yeah. um, we worked on a show called Love at First Swipe that was yours and Clinton Kelly from mm-hmm. What Not to Wear's. Um, child Mm -hmm. it was our baby and side note chris used to give me so much headaches like everybody would come into work so happy and kind and listening and chris would come in what do you want Ah, yeah i didn't have time for your shit (laughs) like what do you mean i'd be like chris how's your day today you look lovely this morning he's like ah why am i here that is not what i did at all don't even fucking lie to anyone that is some bullshit <laughs> no he we, was fun we used to have like sing sing-alongs back in the like we used to dance have dance parties yeah, totally i would we were entertaining we had a lot so of fun good. on that show yeah was i really still good. think back to it uh, very often and like i'm like that was so much fun it was so, i ran into danielle like two days ago oh um, yeah well like a i'm waiting for that bitch to get on this podcast right. and i will call her out right now on like on the air Ooh. like been waiting yep like been waiting mm. I'm gonna tell her. And I texted her, and she was like, "I was just thinking about you." I was like, "Yeah, you were fucking bitch." Exactly. Like, Why do I only run into her around my neighborhood, but never like we have plans together? It's like yeah. we're walking. She's like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Really? Like, hey, you want to hang out sometime?" Yeah. yeah. Um, Danielle is my makeup artist. She's shady. Yeah, they're shady. amazing. She's shady boots. Yeah, she's no, she's boots. she's amazing. I love her. I'm I'm joking. Um, <laughs> we need to get her on here, and you yeah. need to come whenever she comes on, so we can all just like crack up. Oh yeah. Oh well, and Marilyn. And yeah. Marilyn. Yeah. Marilyn's yeah. Instagram is the best thing that ever happened to the whole world. Yeah. You know her dog has an Instagram. No, it doesn't. Um, it's her daughter is like killing it. Her doctor. Her daughter. Oh, oh my! I her know she was like in a, a Toys R Us model. Ad. No, she's literally killing it. Like yeah. Kiki is literally killing, killing it, it, killing the game. Yeah, like I mean, and like is gonna be like a supermodel totally. when she gets older. Like she's Hands already down. a beautiful. She's totally. already like more beautiful than most women, and she's like what 11, 12 years old. Yeah, she is. Like, <laughs> and she's slim. I don't think she's eleven, twelve. I think she's like nine. She's slim, tall, beautiful. Like she is. She's I, I yeah. Love she's her. Certainly gonna anyway. Be big and whatever. Any, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but like love, love all of you. Yeah. We'll get. We should get the four of us. Yeah. We and should. that would be so much fun. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so you we were on a show. It was called Love at First Swipe. It was a dating mm-hmm. show. Um. Clinton would like revamp the girls wardrobes Mm -hmm. you would revamp their dating life you would like revamp their online dating profile Mm -hmm. we'd send them on some dates we'd talk to them we'd do some therapy session situation Mm -hmm. um and yeah and so i want to and now you are actually matchmaking and you are like be professionally dating i am and literally get paid to go on dates for other people and pick people for them yeah yeah which is which is like using your skills totally no yeah cashing in literally it's what i would be doing anyway it's amazing yeah um, so I want to go, I want to throw it back. I want to go to go through your life, go through real world, go through the challenge, go mm. through everything. And then we'll get to the end. And we were going to ask you some dating. I want to ask you dating questions. I want to, I want to get advice. Mm. I usually I want, charge for that, but it's fine. Okay. Yeah. I'll get all okay. of it. I want all of it for free. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Okay, good. Um, so what, so start me, you grew up in Kansas city. 
Correct. I did. And earlier you said I'm most uh, notably memorable or famous for being on the challenge. I'd say it's actually for being my mother's womb, but whatever. Um, I started out in Kansas City as a little nugget, lived there till I was 18, used to do radio, um, used to get all up in people's relationship business. So Yeah, in high school oh, now. Oh, in high school. So yeah. I used to like not even go to class because I'd hang out with my guidance counselors and talk about who was dating who and why it would or wouldn't work. And then I would uh, miss Kewen's class in history. The first 10 minutes of AP history class was spent with me giving her fashion tips and uh, giving her a rundown on my then dating life. And if anyone else in class tried to kind of come in with the same sort of like story, they would get in trouble. But like I could do it. What, um, why did, why was, why were you like this as a child? Like, why did, how did it start? I was weird. No, you know, to be honest, um, my parents divorced when they, when I was two and they both subsequently remarried people their own ages because they were 15 years apart. Uh, and my, my, I lived with my mom primarily and my mom, my step, just watching those relationships, like my mom, my stepdad and my dad and my stepmom. And there were things that I saw that I liked, things I saw that I didn't like. And as a kid, maybe being raised as an only child, cause I was, my parents only child together uh, i was just very like keenly aware of what was happening and yeah. i was interested in learning what makes things work what doesn't yeah like why like, are my parents divorced and why are, why the are people they that divorced? they're with now why like are, why is that working why is that working why is it not working this yeah. argument like how do we make it better and so i would spend my allowance truthfully on like relationship books and i remember i used to get them from um sam's club at the time i think this is pre-costco and like they'd have even like chicken soup for the soul books but like yeah. relationship edition and then it just progressed like i was so excited um like I love psychology class, like to just try and understand how our brains work and, and how we connect the way we do and the driving forces. Behind yeah. That. What, um, did you like, did you date a lot when you were in high school and stuff? Like, did oh you have boyfriends gosh. all the time? I had so many, I had different boyfriends in kindergarten and I used to blow them all kisses at nap time. And I remember, cause I think I called one the wrong name once. Um, and it came back to haunt me cause years later, when I was in high school and then like a, a little cooler, he was like telling people we used to date and I had to clarify. Um, it was in, in kindergarten. kindergarten, like yeah. pretty sure it doesn't count. But, um, anyway, so yeah, I was always a little fascinated and in, into the whole dating thing. Yeah. Yeah. I needed a hobby and that was my hobby. And in high school, certainly, you know, I was dating like that was part of what I would talk to Miss Kuhn in history about. It'd be like, Oh, who are you dating this week? Um, cause it would always be someone new usually. Yeah. Yeah. And then what, it, so were you known in your high school as like the dating girl? Uh, kind of. Because or like, like, did you know that you were the, like, was it to, like, to yourself? It was known, but in a cool way. So you have to protect your reputation, right? So it was cool because I went to an all-girl Catholic school. Oh. Um, and it was great because I actually intentionally tried to steer clear of dating anyone at the boys' school. So I dated like one person at the boys' school and I had a lot of guy friends there, but then that way they can't, you're not the girl who's dating around. Like I'm yeah. dating people none of you really know. Yeah. So like if it ends, yeah, it's so it's not like, like, like your business yeah, Exactly. Like the, it's like yeah. I control the narrative and then if it ends, no one's still talking about it if I don't want them to because I like, yeah. So I was yeah. really like strict about that. Um, but it would be like my boyfriend would come pick me up for lunch in his Mercedes. And of course, it's all girl school. You notice the one tall guy that's like coming and he's driving Mercedes like everybody's like, you know, who yeah, is that? Who is that talking about it? Yeah, yeah. And it would be like me and my boyfriend at the time or whomever. But yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. What? Um. So then what did you what did you want to do with your life whenever you got out of high school? Did you know? I wanted to be in entertainment. 
because also as an only child, it's amazing how growing up without siblings really just shapes everything about your life. But also as an only child, for me, I uh, TV. So I know like TV gets such a bad rap and I feel like it's so in vogue now to be like, oh, God, I don't watch TV, which is obnoxious, like most of the time you do to some degree or you're depriving yourself. Well, some people go like, oh, I don't watch any TV. And then they're like, but Game of Thrones. And I'm like, yeah, that's I'm like, television. Yeah, I'm like, you clearly watch, right. And they'll be like, oh, you haven't seen every episode? I'm like, no, I haven't seen 99 hours of Game of Thrones. So clearly you do watch TV. Yeah, like what? Yeah. 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 It's so people think it's just cool to be like, ah, I don't watch TV. You're lying. Um, but uh, as a kid, for me, TV and being an only child meant... Like, I used to love watching Golden Girls wrestle. It used to make me laugh or if I was kind of stressed out about school or maybe my parents were arguing, like, watching those escapist shows or funny shows or even, like, uh, TGI Fridays, like, on ABC. Yeah, it was like, amazing. Like, Urkel and watching him, yeah, like, yeah. grow up. I connected with that and either learned things or just felt good or yeah. walked away. And so I wanted – I was always, like, a character anyway, but I wanted to be able to impart some – feeling of making someone else feel good in that way yeah. because I, it really worked or helped. Yeah, like watching me. the actors like inf- interest you. Yeah, it was like, interesting, it, but it also made me like I remember trying to measure my boobs. So I was there was this there was this um Family Matters episode where Laura's boobs were growing and she had this thing she I think stuffed her bra cuz she wasn't sure they were like big enough and then she's talking about how like how you measure your boobs which is when there's like a shelf on your shirt. So I remember going into the shower like that night this is way TMI and like trying to measure how big my boobs had grown and if they were like yeah. getting to the point that I could wear a shirt and you have like you know like a sh- when you have cleavage big boobs you have like a shelf sort of sitting on your chest yeah. anyway just things like that like, yeah I like that was gr- like a big yeah like yeah, you like, like a moment. took those away from not just being entertainment it, and you were like this is a part of my life yeah, yeah exactly and I still remember those moments fondly and so while I never you know I don't think people learn from my boobs so much I wanted to be able to in some way do something entertaining whether it made someone smile it made someone have hope or it made someone forget about whatever stressful scenario was happening in yeah. their life. And you had done radio in high school. So you already had a taste of that and like knew what it was like. Well, so I want to do that long before radio and the yeah. radio thing just kind of like fell into my lap and was like a natural progression. Um, and then I did pageants and was, um, was Miss Missouri teen and then Miss American teen. And that allowed me to sort of like, again, get a step closer to sort of um, being on a larger stage in which I felt like I could, kind of it sounds cheesy but inspire or make someone smile or whatever else yeah um in that way yeah high school graduate high school mm-hmm. i'm sure they were glad to see me leave what are you they made a new rule after i graduated that you couldn't wear heels to school because really? i used to wear suede knee-high boots with my uniform skirt imagine britney spears outfit and hit me baby one more time but sans like, the pigtails yeah with suede knee-high boots and i wear my sunglasses on top of my head even though it was an all-girls school you still had to look cute because you never knew who was coming after school. And also, like, to, go. like, show these bitches up. And, like, yeah. yeah. And, it's and they get mad at me. But I'm like, you put in more work to make your hair look like that, look crappy like that, than I did to just, like, th- toss on my wig and my heels. But, yeah. you know, anyway, they made put that in the rule book. They outlawed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were like, this fucking bitch. Yeah. They, they were weren't <laughs> ready. They weren't ready for me. They yeah. weren't ready. I was before my time. So you grad so you graduate school. I did. And then what do you immediately do? I graduate school and my co- my high school has a 100% college acceptance rate. Shout out to Scion in Kansas City. And which means you can't graduate anything unless you have a letter of intent and acceptance of like you're going to whatever college. So I applied to a few schools uh and I uh, picked some in Florida because at the time Nickelodeon, like in Orlando, they were doing kind of a lot of filming of shows. So I was like, all right, that's like 
yeah. nearby. I had looked in New York, not but to, hated New York. Not to give you, not to out your age, even though it's not high. <laughs> what, yeah. what, what, what time was this? Like, what year was this? Oh, you're literally outing age thing. You're like not out to out your age, but, but like, your birth certificate says no. But um, like, like, in what realm is this of the world? No, this was in 2006. 2006. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in 2006, I'm 20. Look, if you're, I'm 29. Now. Yeah, you're th- like literally two years older than me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I applied to some schools, got into a lot of them, and then flipped a coin uh, to pick which one I was going to. Like an idiot, didn't think about student loans, and I uh, picked USF, University of South Florida. And I literally told my parents, I said, okay, I'm going to go down here. I'm going to go to school. So I'm going to go there for two years, and then I'm going to get cast on a television show, and I'm going to leave to pursue my career in tv and i go and i won't get cast it's just like a side like i will be a key component to whatever the show is but then i'm going to leave to pursue my career because i was going down as a theater major and i already knew even at that point that getting a degree in theater is like just yeah no dumb it's not dumb if you love it don't be wrong it's great but then you like need to immediately move to new york and like yeah shows yeah Yeah. and even those people like it doesn't always work i know people with theater degrees that are brilliant and smart that aren't I mean, it's just field, a, you're it's you're just... making a decision that you really need to stick with, yeah, because that's like a very niche market of what you can do with that degree, right? And that's like, and not to like say that it's stupid at all because yeah, it's not, it's but like not, and you have great. to then like go and audition and like really pound the pavement, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, we're putting ourselves more and more into debt, and I knew I just school. I'm more of a hands-on learner. I think yeah. is really what it came down to, and so for me being in it, I had done a lot of theater shows up until that point already, so it was kind of like. I'm just going to go for it. Like I respect yeah. needing an education, all of that. But if I see my shot, basically I'm going to go like go straight for that. Are you watching the real world at this time? No. Cause I stopped watching the real world when I was like 14, which is what most normal people yes, do. It's no not really for it. like, like I feel that like MTV is, has a young audience. Oh, totally. Yeah. MTV has totally a young audience. What was audience. the one that you were watching? Like, I remember the watching like San Diego, mm-hmm. like hardcore. I don't even remember. I think I the last one I watched before I started rewatching when I was going to be on was or that I can remember is like New Orleans, the original New Orleans with this girl, Melissa Howie. And I still talk about her. It's funny because one of her good friends is now one of my good friends. Yet I've still never met her, but I think she's stunningly beautiful. And I just fell in love with her on the show. I don't know why. Um, But that's like the last season I remember. And God knows how many years ago that was. But I was pretty much like 12 or 13. Yeah. And I watched. I watched Philadelphia. I remember that one very vividly. I don't like really remember any of them. And I remember, I don't remember what else. But I yeah, Hawaii. San oh, because I loved tech. I remember San Hawaii. Diego was like a was like one that I really remember. And I remember like Brad and the oh Asian, Brad and Jamie. I and do. like yeah, I remember that one very vividly. Okay, I've met Brad. Yeah. Uh, and oh, so anyway, so okay. you're not watching. So you would watch the Real World whenever you were younger. Oh, never yes. thinking I want to be on the show. I never wanted to be on real world and ironically we did you know um, most likely two in high school in our senior yearbook and there was a category apparently for I didn't realize till later for most likely to be on real world and it was this girl named Sally that which was probably pretty fitting that Sally yeah. would be most likely I was most likely to have my own talk show we are still working on that goal yeah um yeah but never wanted to be in real world and even in college i we looked so theater people are snobby about reality shows oh yeah they're like, we're ugh. like ugh that's trash like, ew, who wants to do that? And I was very snobby about it. Like, had no desire to be involved in anything because it was not legitimate television in my Yeah. Eyes. Funny how things change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so you, so you so go down to college. So I go to college. Uh, I was in a production of um, 
what was it called? Rocky Horror Picture Show as Magenta. Amazing. So amazing. So great. This show sold out. 3,000 people came to see it. <gasps> it was amazing. Literally That's phenomenal. amazing. Thank you. Loved it. Um, and then was auditioning the next year. Uh, and I was that was as a freshman. So I felt like so big because I like beat out like a lot of seniors and stuff to get like a yeah. lead role. Uh, and then was auditioning for Hair was the next production. And, and I was I was auditioning for Hair. But while I was doing that, I for New Year's, I met two former real worlders because my then boyfriend at the time uh, was a club promoter. Don't ever date club promoters. Uh, and Why not? Oh, well, we're good friends now, but just good Lord. It's like dating someone in the mafia, but not, nah, I don't know. It's literally yeah. just the, there's girls everywhere all yeah. the time. want something and they can just, it's not. Just and they're not like, a, like, and they're healthy. like, Tony, like, uh, Oh yeah. They're like, I'm like, in the bitch. club. And then they're the, Oh, Oh, exactly. Oh, you don't know how many times. Yeah. yeah. So that was just, a th- it's just not done to it. Um, and so, yeah, I, he hired two people from the, from real world banana, Johnny bananas for anyone who watches a show. And then this girl named Kellyanne and I, because I was his, I'm an amazing girlfriend and I was his right hand, uh, woman. Then I was the liaison. And so I picked them up from the airport, scheduled their flights, like took them out to eat, like basically had to keep them entertained until yeah. the night of the event. And just seeing the reaction of other people who knew who bananas was, I didn't know who he was cause I never watched the challenges. So I was just like, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. But okay. But people's reaction to him. And he was very charismatic. We were driving in my Volkswagen Beetle and we'd stopped at McDonald's cause we were healthy like that. And I had an ice cream cone in one hand and the steering wheel in my other and we stopped and I was making like a left turn and when I straightened the car back out I realized he had taken a bite out of my ice cream cone this man that I met that day literally just like was like thank oh, you for this food yeah, and, as I I'm just... holding it in my hand and of course I was partially pissed but I was partially like all right I get it like you're you there is something about you yeah like that's I get it now. like yeah. all right larger than life but Kellyanne she was cute and all but I just remember thinking like she's like every other attractive girl in Florida that I see every other day yeah. like if she can do it you I can, can do it. Did you so really think that? that? Literally, that is literally what happened two days later, because this is pre when every laptop came with a, a camera. Yeah. So I had like a laptop, but no, I had to go buy like a like the, the like webcam webcam to like put on it. So I went to uh, Walmart thinking I'm gonna buy this and then take it back um, and bought a little webcam and attached it to my laptop because I Googled. So I was like, well, maybe this could be a pivot. Like, why not try it and just see yeah, what happens? And, just like throw your, yeah. and I Googled it. It just so happened there was like two weeks left to do auditions. I had missed all the in-person auditions, which you could like, sub- this was, I think, the first year or two that they were allowing you to just submit, submit a tape outright. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, you know what? Like, why not? So I shot a video, got this webcam, sat on my kitchen floor in the middle of the night, shot this video, did it probably like 12 times, clicked send, didn't feel great about it. But was like, okay, I just have the deadlines here. I have to get it in. Went to sleep. Woke up out of the middle of my sleep. Just like a couple hours later, hopped up and was like, let me just go look. Went, saw the video, didn't actually send. Was like, let me try this one more time. Filmed another one. Like in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. Filmed another one. Sent that one. That's the one that went through. And a couple weeks later, I got a call from a producer. That was like, we love you. Well, it was like, how are you? And at that point, I was getting my boobs done. So I was high. Uh, off morphine yeah. and I answered this call and they were like they'd called twice 
and they were like hello and they said who they were and they're like how are you and i'm like oh I'm good my tits hurt and then i was like they were and like then they were like, to call you back oh yeah no but then they also were like yes okay <laughs> like as i would if yeah. this was me on the other yeah. end i'd be like yes this bitch she's like <laughs> fucking like taking pills and just got her tits done like what's literally, up literally i mean yeah. i literally it happened the day the d- of my surgery yeah. and they didn't know in the video i didn't talk about getting the surgery so they didn't even yeah. know i just was like laid up and high out of my mind so the first time i even talked to them i don't fully remember what was what said did you what I did you get to, you just like got them enhanced I got them bigger yeah yeah you were we just like i want bigger boobs c which actually wasn't the proper size to uh what was called a 34 double d but really it's more like a 30 f which sounds big it's not 30 f yeah because most people don't wear the right bra size so here's the thing so you notice i went down in number i'm not a 34 my rib cage is actually relatively narrow i'm a 30 yeah but when you tighten the band like that you need somewhere to put the, boob, the booby and so the cup size gets bigger. gets bigger so thanks to love it first swipe when i had to change out all my undergarments they were like thanks to clinton they're like no you're going here and they made an appointment i found out like nope all that victoria's secret nonsense like so wrong i am a solid like 30 yeah 30 f yeah sometimes an e but it depends it's like whatever anyway yeah mm-hmm Understood. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay. They're so you're like guys. high They're off your big. medication. What did you <laughs> say? High off my medication. Don't remember what I said, but apparently because I was literally high. Yeah. Uh, but apparently it was good and they just ended with like, oh, we'll email you something. So I was like, okay. Well, then I ended up getting this 32 page thing i had to fill out with questions just i mean they're crazy like what was the last fight you got into who won that fight like tell us about your like grandparents oh my god oh it's a full-blown but why wouldn't they i guess if there's a lot of people that they want to get this from they want to see if you're dedicated to it and then they also want to see well also a lot of people make the decision so they want to compare notes doing an interview just on the phone is not helpful they want to compare notes and because they're putting you in such a high-risk environment i think they do put a lot in of thought into the people they select because they want you to be borderline crazy or borderline going to fly off the handles. No, but, but like they want to try like, and anticipate yeah. that it's not going to be so far, you know, like where it's a liability where, yeah, or dangerous. Yeah, to exactly. People. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a long 32 page essay thing. Then you send that in. Then they do. I had to do another recorded interview. Uh, they talk to some of my exes. They talk to my then boyfriend. They talk to my mom. How do they get to your exes? They just call you. They a, a, yeah. They they're ask like, what are, what's your ex boyfriend's mm-hmm. phone number? And you're like this. And yep. then they're like, hello. Yeah. And they call Chris Rosa. I'm just using myself yeah. as an example. Like, like you used to date Devin Simone. Like, what was it like? Yeah. Like, that's what they do. Yeah. And I'm not on that call though. So I don't know. Yeah, you know, like, you, like I don't yeah. hear, but yes, they do that. Then they and they did my one of my good friends. Yeah, that, at then the time. that's how they know everything about you because like your ex is probably obviously gonna like talk shit on you. They talk. No, he was smart. Yeah, we're still friends. Um, they do, and then they make you film another video. So the videos that you guys see, so when if you remember when you watch the show like on the first at episode, the it'll be like, like here's intro, a video. Yeah, that's maybe not back then, but when I did it, that was like the third video. Yeah, third it was or like fourth very video curated. I had sent by that time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, really, actually, like, a combination of, like, three and four. I had already done other videos. During this time, are you like, I'm going to be on the show? Like, how do you feel? Are you like, I don't know. I didn't even really want it still because I was applying for something on CBS, and this is how God works. I was applying for a show on CBS that was this soap opera thing that they were, like, doing where they were, like – doing kind of like a new version of a soap opera, but they were casting like younger talent. So yeah. I'd gone to the audition. So it's not like Susan Lucci. Yeah, it's, it's not like, Susan yeah. Lucci. I'd Love gone her, to, I mean, she may have made a guest appearance probably, but yeah. like gone to several auditions, got called back, like in person, did the tape, did the reading, got callbacks, got contracts. Yeah, it was like very, f- it oh, was got also, contracts. it was also very far, pretty far along. So, yeah. and the thing is, is they were going kind of 
tandem. Like literally, it's like I would get a call from MTV. I'd get like a call from about CBS. CBS. And I really wanted CBS because MTV was still reality. It wasn't legitimate. It yeah. wasn't like acting. I really wanted the CBS thing, but I was like, I'm not. And this is actually similar to how you should date as well. But I figured, okay, there's nothing God awful about this MTV thing. So I'm going to keep it. Go- like I'm going to do my part. And then if it fizzles, it doesn't work out. Yeah. It doesn't work out. But who knows? Like, I'm not going to shut any doors. Let me just keep it going. So I did that. And now, like, four or five months in, it goes dark on the CBS thing. Like, I don't hear back. I'm not hearing any more callbacks. Now I'm kind of, like, depressed and sad. But I am still getting callbacks for the MTV thing. So then they make you write an essay. I mean, it was a six-month audition process. Write an essay. Oh, an essay of, like, why you want to be in New York and what... I used to, so I had you it for knew so where it years. was going to be. So they tell you where it's going to be, but it was... That was after they flew me to LA because there's quarterfinals. So I had to pay to fly myself to Miami for quarterfinals to do an interview. And I literally walked in there looking fly, came out bawling, crying because it's like therapy without the help. They ask you all these intrusive questions on tape and then had to hop on a plane and fly right back to Tampa. I was living in Tampa at the time, fly right back and like go to work and live my life like a normal person. Um, So yeah, so that was quarterfinals. Then finals is when they fly you out to LA but they keep strict control over you. You're not allowed to talk to anyone in the hotel because they don't want you to run into anyone that might be cast. You literally get blindfolded like when they bring you into the building. You have to do a drug test. Um, yeah, it's like crazy. Yeah. Anyway. So and this is that. also back when like before social media really like in the sense of it today. So it's like and it was really like you really had to like keep that shit on like lock. Right. Well, you they still want you to keep it on lock. Now they put in the contract about your levels of posting and whatever. Oh, really? depending. Well, for the challenges they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they really do try and keep it on lock because there are fans that that make it their mission to try and like spoil it every time. Oh, Not yeah. Spoil yeah. It, but, well, I mean, like, just like the bachelor. If you like Google it, you oh, can like, exactly. find out like exactly. who wins. I mean, I did actually Google it for the Rachel season. I, I mean, I knew it was going to be Brian. Oh, did you? Peter, listen, like. Uh, digressing really yeah. quickly yeah. like one this is my uh, this is my argument because everyone's like it should have been Peter and I was like it should not have been Peter because one Peter was teeing that shit up so hard to be the next bachelor and mm-hmm. if he is not that's a fucking waste of him being on that show because one he's sexy mm-hmm. and two like he made it so he so obviously was like I'm gonna go all the way in the not be into her so that yeah. I can be the next bachelor and I'm like this is so blatantly obvious which makes me not like you and make think that you're a snake I think and he two, did kind of like her in the end though he was like she's like I want to be engaged at the end of this like I mean I want to be engaged what the at the sh- end and she's like I want to be engaged and he was like I'm not ready to do that for you and then someone else was like I 100% will right. propose to you at the end of this and she was like Okay, like I'm gonna go with the person that like is gonna give me what I want. And as an adult, honestly, when it, these views of like love and fairy tales of pain, whatever, if a man is not looking for the same thing you're looking for, I don't care how great he is. Otherwise, yeah. If you don't have the time to waste, if you're 25, cool, maybe you can write it out. Like whatever. She's she is she realizes I'm not 25. Yeah. I do want to have kids. This really does affect my life. So you hoping and hitching your hopes to a wagon that's like I don't really know where I'm going yet like she was smart about it like she was legitimately smart about it and I do think he ended up liking her in the end because supposedly he tried to like kind of contact her and like get back in good graces and the level with which she shut him down to me says there were feelings there like because you know that ex that really effed you over and you care whatever and you like if you didn't really care you can kind of play with them you're like like, whatever yeah no that anger 
Yeah, she. There were feelings there yeah. on both sides. She was like, "I have to like eighty six this because yeah. like, I can't." Yeah. yeah, yeah, and rightfully so. But do I like Brian? Hell no, I don't. No, I don't but like whatever. But like, do we have to? Also, who fucking cares? I mean, but right? I want her. I did actually. I was rooting for her. I was rooting. Yeah, for but her, she got. Know. She liked him. She liked him but like Brian the most. Seems is you heard about the cheeks thing, right? Yes. Yes. Oh God! Why oh, do I had to do. He that? put it in his cheek, right? I know. Go, yeah. But like he. I can't. Whatever. I think he's a little fake. Like I don't actually think it'll last, but I don't think. She yeah, but have any, none of them last. They do. Some of them do. Some of them do. Like the original one. The Bachelorette actually has a higher rate of lasting than the Bachelor. The Bachelor. Does. Mm-hmm. But like she liked him like from the beginning. That's true. And like in the first episode, whenever he was like, "Let me like take you over here," and he like was like, "Let me like kiss you," I was yeah. like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. Like I was like, "Ooh, Brian!" Like you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, I remember yeah. being like like hot and bothered by that. I mean, probably because like, he's old too. See, I was a little like, "Oh okay, he's no." I mean, see, this is why. That club promoter I was dating was a Florida boy. Those yeah. Florida boys. Miami, he's from Miami. Those Florida yeah, boys. You just got to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she can hold her own. Mm, we'll see. Call we'll me see. Rachel if you need some guidance. Okay. Yeah, Rachel, if you're listening, which yeah. we know you're not. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, her eyelashes <laughs> might be. They could yeah. be sitting on the floor where she cried them off. True. About Peter listening. That was so funny. And then really. Um, but yeah, so okay, we're back. Okay. Not, yeah. Anyway, so no, initially I didn't want real world, even though I was auditioning so far. Then the CBS thing went blank. Okay, so that goes down. Then you're then are you like, oh, real world is happening? So then as real world's still going on, I had two more months of audition being considered. And like flying to all these places. Like, yeah, to- flying these places, doing whatever. But the more invested I got, then of course the more I like wanted it. Yeah. And as yeah, um, is normal. And then I got the call on my mother's birthday. I was driving to get my nails done because the girl's got to keep her nails did. And it was like a group of people on the call and they were like, can you pull over for a second? And I was just like, uh, OK. And there were a bunch of names on there. I don't remember. And then they were like, we just wanted. And I'm thinking, oh, they're going to want me to like do some other have some like whole thing, thing where I'm going to cry because they don't want me to like wreck my car. Yeah. And then they're like, we just want to say like extend an invitation or, you know, not verbatim, but basically like, extend an invitation it. to real world. And I just remember crying. And immediately after my mom calls me because she'd just gotten the flowers I had sent her for her birthday. And I just remember pulling into the parking lot going, mom, we made it. We finally made it. And talking about it makes me want to cry. Like, I just remember such a relief because a, I hated school <laughs> and yeah. B, just being like, yeah, like the door, the window of opportunity has opened, is opening. And we were going to like knock through that thing. And I just remember, yeah, mom, we finally made it and just crying so hard. And, um, yeah, I'll never forget that day. Yeah. And then are you like excited at that point? You're like ready. Um, I was excited because I was ready to break up my boyfriend then. So I was pretty much like deuces. And yeah. Then, so you're uh, like, oh, got a green light for so many yeah, things yeah. here. Like career. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like uh, don't want to be that girl on the show that has like boys. Like, yeah, like, no, ex, never like, go on in a relationship. relationship. I was like, yeah, no. so bye. And then he proposed, of course, because he got the message. Not. But uh, so he proposed because there was the p- start date kept getting pushed back. We didn't know why at the time. It was because one of the castmates was actually having gender reassignment surgery and there were some complications. That's why our start date was being pushed back. That and because they got kicked out of their original location and had to switch it. Go to somewhere else. So I found out in May but didn't leave till August. And when I left in August, it literally marked almost two years exactly to the day that I went down to school. And I had told my parents... Remember, I'm going to school for exactly two years. I'm going to get a show. I'm going to leave and go do it. And I was at school literally two years. Really? Mm -hmm. And left to do a show. And you were like, I was right. Spoke it into existence. Yeah. And I had no clue what the hell I was talking about when I said it. Yeah. But there you go. Wow. And the funny thing is, and this is why I said funny how God works and why you should keep certain opportunities open um, if 
if they feel like they're doing their part, you should keep the opportunity open because the MTV thing, right? They kept calling me back. So I didn't shut it down. Just saying, I'll see where it goes. The CBS thing is what I really wanted. In the end, the CBS thing, not only did I not get the part, but it ended up never making it to never air. happening. Yeah. And I don't be- remember. It became it. like this internet thing they did that still nobody really watched. So if I had gotten it, it would have been nothing. And especially like in like 2006 what or whatever, like no one's yeah, watching. No one was that. watching. Yeah. yeah. No one wasn't like the internet today. So, um, it, I got exactly what I was meant to get and it was a much bigger blessing than what I thought that I wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing for television as we all learned on love for swipe is like, i I always tell people in TV, it's like, you're always getting your hopes up in the sense of like, you have a talk with someone, then they like give you a green light mm-hmm. to be like, develop it. Mm-hmm. Then they like, or like, then you have to like get over the hurdle of like, is this actually going to go into production? Exactly. And then like, even if you shoot an entire show, it might never ever air ever, ever. Oh ever. yeah. Like you could work on an entire show for a year of your life and then like it never air. Yeah. Oh TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. then like, and then like as soon as you air, then it's like, will it get renewed for a second oh. season? And then you just continue that on totally. until literally you're either on the air for five years or yeah. you're not. Yeah. 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 It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's but anyway, ridiculous. not to explain television to everyone, but yeah. so you, so you leave in August to go I leave to the in August, world. moved to New York. I'm like, deuces, bye. Uh, it was in Brooklyn. Um, met all my roommates. Uh, didn't like most of them. Got a dog named Brooklyn whose birthday is tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so actually right now, this is, we're about a week in. Like I would have, nine years ago, I would have been filming Real World right now. Right now. Yeah. Literally. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Where in Brooklyn was it? Red Hook on the water. Nice. Um, super unsafe place at the time, but beautiful view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, like when you're in the house, you're just like in the house. Yeah, right? we were in the like, house, but it was there was no Uber. This is pre-Uber, so yeah. then you want to get out somewhere, and you're like, uh, cabs don't come down here. They're not just hanging out in Red Hook. So, like, where do I? How, how what do would I? you do? Would they we get would you call cars? like car services? We had yeah. two cars. Yeah, but would production just like have cabs waiting for you? No, production didn't help you with your life at they all. They didn't do anything for, except for towards the end when they became you became friends with some of them. Yeah, and then like, you're like they do weren't this supposed to help. Like if you got lost, they were supposed to not tell you how to get home. They were supposed to just like film it. But like the cool ones yeah. would kind of be like, like take the car, you know, like go to this area yeah, yeah, yeah. or like whatever, and kind of like help you. Um, like Carlos. Yeah, they were supposed to literally be like not help you at all. And yes, like Carlos. Yeah, <laughs> I love Carlos. I love him too. I haven't seen him in so long. Carlos. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we don't have to go through the entire yeah. like real world thing. Yeah, you guys like, can watch it. You can watch it online. Probably shouldn't. But. Um, what was like? Give me three things that were like things that you people wouldn't know, or like give me like behind BTS situation that like, what are three things that like are like on Survivor? People are always asking like, what do they give you? And it's like you get to brush your teeth every day, and if you have contacts, you get to like put your contacts. In. Oh yeah. Like what are things like that that like. Um, people think the thing that actually irks me. So I'll tell you this about the people, everybody who thinks that they're an aficionado on reality shows. Like they're all fake. Real world is not fake. No, it is not. I fake. tell, I it do, I tell people fake. every day and people like the housewives all, you guys just tell them what to say. I'm you like, know. no, mm. like not even a little bit. Do mm. we tell them what to say? What they do is they get smart in casting and then they get smart in forcing people to be together. So like my roommates, like the fights you saw on the show were real. A lot of those people still don't. Like I still like, probably feel similarly or some yeah. of us we've evolved and our relationship have changed, but no, that's all like very real. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is I felt like the producers highly favored the boys. The boys even got a really good edit. Our season became a girls versus guys for some reason. And so they pulled pranks, including put a rat in my bed. And so I rat. want a real live that's rat disgusting. that chewed through my sheets. Um, I wanted to get them back and the girls did by putting like eye drops in their food and, or in their water and something else. And the producers wouldn't let us cause they said it was a live 
liability. Yeah. But it wasn't a liability. But like, put, to put a, a rat, rat in my bed and tuck the sheets. Rats, fun fact, will chew through anything, anything. if they're scared. Yeah. So it literally could have chewed, like bitten me um, yeah. while I was asleep. So, That's disgusting. Anyway, the producers favored the boys, which was really annoying. Um, all the girls agree on that. Um, and other thing, what was the other... I guess. Oh, it's hard to date on shows like that because you no can't wants, talk to anyone if they don't sign a release. No one wants to like, yeah, no one wants to film. Oh, yeah. No one wants to film. Oh, and the last thing is they threaten to kick me off the show. So I remember how I broke up with that boyfriend because I was like, bye. Don't want to be that girl. Plus, you've been an asshole this whole time. Yeah. Anyway, so we're breaking up. And the producers knew that. Well, then he like fought to get in my good graces and such. And he did come to visit, even though we weren't officially t- together. We were. He was trying to win me back, and I was kind of like, eh, about it. Yeah. Well, he found out I was talking to someone else, which technically I was single, so I could. But the, the show made a whole, like, story about it. And um, the episode is called Of Mice and Devon's Men. And uh, Funny. they... Is this also the episode where they put a mouse in your this bed? This is also when they put Copy the rat that. in my bed. And Gonna they, watch it when I get home? Um, you can't, yeah, oh like, will watch it as soon as oh I get God. home. It's terrible. <laughs> I look terrible. God awful. Um, so they're filming him read this email from this other guy that I got that I was talking to. And he gets really mad. And the camera's right in our face, like, in this moment. It's just us two sitting in the computer room. And I just start laughing at the camera. And the producers got pissed because I knew if I laughed at the camera, they could not air it. Oh, you were one of those bitches. It wouldn't make sense. That was, ooh, on Housewives, they always will be, mm. Yeah, because I told him, I was like, we're not doing this right now. And I just started laughing at the, in the camera and laughing at David, which just didn't make sense. So then I get a call from one of the producers. Okay, that makes sense. That's like valid. Yeah, he's like, you agreed to film our life. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was actually, in hindsight, and as someone who's now helped produce a show, oh, yeah. I get why I was yeah. like annoying as F on that show. Cause I didn't want I wanted to control my narrative. Yeah. But that shows that you're smart that mm-hmm. you knew what to do. Cause but that's see like- that I didn't. Cause by being quiet, what happened is they then just edited and created their own narrative. Like at the very least I should have taken such strong control that I was so loud, so vocal that they had to craft from that. But by being pretty quiet on situations, then they were able to craft if that makes it like they were able yeah. to kind of create and make it look how they wanted. And it wasn't a favorable no. view, but I learned, which they don't do as often anymore because the like in shows in general that I've seen, because like they, the audience has become smart. Well, the audience has become smart. Well, the people that are on them usually are loud. I feel like though now anyway, and don't care about other people's perception where at the time I'd just come off of pageantry, which is all about yeah. image and like, like, what do you look like? Yeah. yeah. And so I was very concerned about, I didn't want to offend people. Like I didn't want to, um, yeah, there was like a lot in there. And so I would like not say things even when I was being like attacked unfairly, I'd like not respond. So then they were able to make it look like you only hear the other person's side. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. So learn lesson when I did the challenges subsequently. Yeah. No, we were all about Turn saying out. what we feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's, is there any other things that you can think of that like were like things that people don't know about real world? Things that people don't that know. That aren't like you don't have to like put everyone on blast, but like Yeah, I mean, not like I said that we had a curfew. Um When you would go out, you would cl- they would pre-clear the place, right? They would pre-clear the place, which is hard cuz I was underage at the time. Oh yeah. I was the only underage one on the So what did you what how did they deal with that? So initially I got So I think they stopped allowing underage people after me too or maybe like two seasons after me. Yeah. Um 
I initially had an ID that said I was 35. I was 20 at the time. Why? Why? Because it was the only black person I knew working oh, at the club. Like at, yeah, yeah, at the club in Florida where I worked. And so she gave it to me. And so it worked a couple times. But it, we knew it wasn't going to last long because we looked nothing. She and I yeah, looked nothing no. alike. And then, shout out to Tanya. And then, um, so then I was like, Mom. And it's funny because I come from a very conservative house, like religiously conservative at the time household. But I'm like calling my mom like, Mom. Like, I'm not going to be able to get in these, like, places and go out with a group. And I'm going to be home by myself. I need another – I need your help. Like, I need another ID. So she called my cousin, who was in college at the time, who was a year older than me. And shout out to my cousin, Angela, uh, who lives in New York now. Um, she got Angela's ID. My mom mailed it to me. And so then I was using Angela's ID to get in the club. And one time I got caught because they asked my birthday, and I was off by, like, couple days fuck i know and so then they were like no she can't come in but it was the one time my housemates were cool and so they were basically like if she can't go we're not going yeah and because the club wanted the business yeah they wanted they were like just shut off the cameras coming into it like don't film her walking into the club yeah and then you can turn on in the club and we just won't say anything yeah 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 Yeah, so that's what happened what and then like people were people ever i know they all say like they people get so mad and people would like throw stuff at you guys like oh somebody bust the windshield out of our car like someone threw a brick through one of the cars yeah or people would like yell i mean personally when i was out i never had people really really yelling at me in the moment mainly because my tits were out that boob job came in handy yeah but nice certainly there were people who would like if we were in a big group that would complain or i heard a lot of my other housemates seem to get into altercations or like with people with just people, on the street but why do you think that is because like i've been i've i've been out with crews in the middle of like union square at like 9 30 at night and like no one has done anything like that you know i don't I honestly don't know why that is. Like, I think part of it is, too, we were in Brooklyn. And I'm not saying we put Brooklyn on the map. Brooklyn is Brooklyn. But we were right on the the cusp of Brooklyn becoming super trendy again. Yeah. Right? And so there were the people that were there that were like, we don't want to. Like, wanna, get the like, fuck out of my yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, like, we're hiding this gym. We don't want people but like, even like, to know. But even, like, the other, like other, other seasons mm-hmm. in different towns, like, there'd always be these, t- like, those scenes where they're in the club and yeah. then they're like, and it's all subtitled because, like, you can't play any of the music. Right. Because it's all uncleared music. Yeah. And then, like, out of nowhere, like, it's an inner, you see, like, someone get hit in the head with a drink. Like, a plastic cup, like, gets hit someone. And yeah. And the guy's like, some random fucking dude threw a drink at me. And so, like, then they, like, fight. And it's in, like, San Francisco or, like, yeah. somewhere. Else. You know we, what I mean? It's we not never a- had that that bad. Like, it would be people yelling we were walking down the street. We I don't think we ever gotten any real fights in a club at yeah. all. Um, but I think those are just the people that auditioned and didn't get a call back. Copy that. <laughs> Bitter. <laughs> just Sorry, boo. <laughs> you can watch it on DVD. Um, so it ends. It did end. Um, we ended after Thanksgiving, after I got my dog. And uh, I decided like- to stay in New York with two of the other housemates. And that was, I think, one of the first times ever that two housemates, like three housemates voluntarily lived like, in live our together own afterwards. real world afterwards. Yeah. It was a nightmare. Did you, like... Like, were you like, fuck that? Like, how long, first of all, how long was the turnaround before your season aired? We finished filming in November. The promo was out in January. I think it started airing, maybe the promo was out in December and it started airing in like January, February. Okay, so not long at all. Not long at all. And then were you, afterwards, were you like, fuck this? I'm not, like, after, when you were done, the cameras went down and had not aired yet. What did you think? 
Uh, I was just excited about this roller coaster that was about to come. Had no idea what to expect. Didn't like a lot of my castmates still, but didn't yeah. know, but was just like, all right, here we like strap on them boots. Here we go. Are you doing all kinds of press for the show? We did do uh, a good amount of press for the show, like, you know, interviews, what have you. It was a big deal because it was Real World's 21st season, the fact, which is part of why they took it back to New York, but it was also their first time doing it in Brooklyn. So there was, it was the first time they did eight. Um, first time we hadn't had jobs, like, aside from season one. So yeah. we got to pursue our own career. Also the first transgender castmate really featured on any reality show, which was Caitlyn. Shout out to Caitlyn. So, um, yes, there was, like, a lot of press. Got it. Um, yeah. Was that fun? Or were you, like, were you, like, all about that? Or were you, like, ugh? I love the press, all about it. But we were very competitive with one another in general. So it would be more like, why did he get called for this interview? Yeah, like, like I want to be on she, that interview. Yeah, like, yeah. why did she get da-da-da-da-da? Yeah. Um, and then it airs. And then it airs. And then, uh, you know, it was interesting watching it. And I had like some anxiety. I was excited, but then had anxiety watching it because you see things happen. And you're like, I swear I didn't say that. And then you realize it was frank and biting, which is yeah. where they'll take two different statements that you say and splice them well, together. Also like syllables. They like can just, I mean, they can, yeah. like, we can make you guys say whatever we yeah, want. Basically. If I mean, like again, like I think the already audience is very smart now and like you can hear that. And I feel that like Some, more we than can though. I feel like we can cause we're in it. I don't know that other people. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're as right. Much as we like, we know. Yeah. So basically I would say if you see the person physically say it and it's the cameras on their face the whole time, they said it. But if you see them talking and it suddenly cuts away from their face, but the sentence continues and cuts back to their face. Yeah. Like, it's very yeah, likely that that's they what I tell people that all together, the time. Yeah. Like, and that they didn't really say all of that. Um, yeah, so a fun fact is that uh, there was an ep the episode that aired of Mice and Devon's Men, I believe, where I laughed at the camera. Well, they didn't show me laughing, but like my ex was there. Uh, I became one of the most Googled search terms that day because people wanted to know about my relationship so much, which I thought was so weird and interesting but people wanted to know like if we were still together and yeah. what happened and so i was i was ranked in like um the top this is three before twitter so it's this like, is before twitter so like, this yeah. is like a big i think twitter literally like came out like that like year. right then yeah. yeah um so that was a big deal it was a big deal so then i released a statement not that i needed to i'm an idiot but at the time just being like ah oh, why we broke up i don't remember yeah but um yeah, it was fascinating. Yeah, but you like release a statement. That's funny. I did. I mean, release a statement on my own website, but people yeah. went and looked at it. So you, so you, the season airs. Are you then like, fuck this? Oh my god, blah blah. Or were you like, all right, it's all happening? Like, how did you feel after it's? I done felt airing? like my life. Like we are. We are on it. I felt like someone who probably gave money to Bernie Madoff back in 2006. Like, yeah. oh, we're on it, and this train is just going to keep going straight yeah, up. Yeah, we about to like... And we saw how that worked out, and that's pretty much what happened in my career. Yeah. It did not <laughs> keep going straight up. It just flatlined, and then the crash happened, and so I had a job that I'd gotten on Real World. Not from Real World, but I it showed me kind of getting it. Lost that because they were cutting back a lot of people. So yeah. then I'm like, how can I pay rent? And then it got to a point where I described myself as a pretty homeless person. Not saying homeless people aren't pretty, but meaning you would look at me and think like, oh, her life is cool. Yet I am sharing a bag of bare naked granola with my dog because I can't afford dog food. And so like we are eating meals together, like with my mattress on the floor, chilling like here, yeah. Brooklyn, here's some handfuls for you. Here's some handfuls for me. Yeah. And drink lots of water because you'll feel fuller faster. True and so story. you had like, no, it was like. Audi 5000 for It was you. literally. So I was there. For, I stayed in New York for a year 
I mean like nine months after it aired, but a year after we were done filming set a year lease. Um, and then started dating someone else in Florida. So uh, who wanted me like live with them cause we'd been doing long distance. So I was like, well, I can't pay my rent anyway. Yeah, so, so like bye. what do I have to lose? So then I moved there in Florida, back to Florida. How long before then do you do the challenge? Uh, so it was about two years before then. So I lived in Florida for a while, then came to my senses, moved to LA, realized that I hated LA and wanted to move back to New York, contemplated becoming a stripper. No one knows that except my mom. Really? I did mainly because here's why I had a normal job. Mind you, I was working as an executive assistant at a architectural design firm. So I had like a job um, and I didn't even have to pay rent, but cause I was living with my uncle at the time. But one, I've always been a little sensual. Like I've always been a little bit of a risk taker. Yeah. I like being a little provocative. Um, I don't have great rhythm, but I can like dance enough. And I actually thought it'd just be kind of this cool thing. I wanted to do low key. Like I don't want to be a famous stripper. I wanted to be like this undercover thing. Yeah. So my friend and I came up with this idea. I've literally never like publicly acknowledged this. We came up with this idea. I'm, I went I'm to Fredericks of Hollywood. I'm so already happy about this. Okay. <laughs> I went to Fredericks of Hollywood and I bought like on the phone with my ride or die best friend who is still my ride or die to this day. And so on the phone with her. I pick out a couple outfits right from Fredericks of Hollywood that I'm going to use. Cause I'd Googled like some strip clubs in LA and I was like, Oh, there's like an amateur night or something at this one or low. I picked the best one, like the one with the highest ratings and it's supposed to be the yeah, high yeah. class strip club. So I get this outfit. She and I choreograph a dance. So we're on Skype because she lives in Kansas city. I'm in LA choreographing a dance to this song. That's going to be the song that I'm going to dance. to. It? It's Jeremiah raindrops. It's so good guys. You got to listen to it. Jeremiah. Raindrops, not oh, my uh, my, my god. And so, and I have this BB dress. It's like this scuba dress with a zip, a highlight, like a hot yellow colored zipper in the back. The dress is blue gray with this like um, exposed yeah, big yellow plastic zipper in the back. So I'm wearing this lingerie and I put the dress on backwards with the zipper in the front. And now throughout this choreographed dance, I like unzip I it. I can't even deal with this. As I'm doing it, so I'm I am literally practicing this in my bedroom at my uncle's house. He has no idea what I'm doing. He's downstairs. Um, like ready. So I get my little Volkswagen Beetle with my Winnie the Pooh steering cover. Drive to this shady looking strip club down in LA somewhere. On the phone, my best friend Pep talking it up, like, all right, okay, girl, we're gonna like do this. I get in there to like, and they're like, okay, well, you need to sign this waiver. And I'm thinking, I thought I could just like go in and put in like a fake name, just be like, hey, I wanna dance, like, let me come try and dance. I don't know yeah. what I thought. And no, they want your like social security number and like all this info. And I'm like, ah, this is gonna be a problem for my career long term because like I do wanna actually stay in tv at some point and then someone else walks out and he's like don't i know you from somewhere and i'm like oh hell like this is just not gonna work like if i'm already recognized and i don't you haven't even been there i haven't yeah. even been there so i'm like trying to play it off i'm like no like i don't think so and like, like perez helton and like tmz me. and shit like exists right yeah, yeah right totally so like exists. you could get fucking your shit rocked i could totally like get hardcore my, totally get my stuff like put on blast so i'm like no i don't think so and so then he starts talking he's like why do you he's like well you can't have you danced before and i'm like no he's like Basically, I found out there's like a stripper hierarchy. You can't just go to the good clubs. You have to like start yeah, at like the in CD, like slumming it, slum yeah. it, and do like open call amateur night where like everybody votes on you. And I'm like, hell no, because then my cover's blown on top of that. And yeah, like, no, I put in too much effort with this Fredericks of Hollywood outfit to be dancing with like <laughs> Mimi over there and her like McDonald's T-shirt and yeah, jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is just not. And then he's like, plus the girls are competitive and they do drugs and I don't do drugs. And so I'm just like, okay, I'm rethinking. Yeah, my life. you know, like, and also like you thought you were walking in and gonna just like do a little dance and like it was gonna be fun yeah. but like it's like 
someone's livelihood and like also like a huge profession and like, like a whole thing. It's yeah. like a huge profession, a whole thing. They're really competitive about it, like really seedy and dark and like this whole other yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not like, oh, you'll make friends. It's, it's like, like showgirls where she's like a stripper at the beginning and exactly. then she like, has to work her way up. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, oh, funny enough, right now my phone's ringing. You can't hear it, but it is that friend that was like my ride or die. Shout out, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shout out to Markel. So, um, so I get back in my car and I call Markel and I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to be a stripper now. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, dang it, I didn't even get to do the dance, though. Yeah, I didn't like, have my so garters hard. on. Like, I was so prepped and hyped. I still have that lingerie, by the way. And um, so then we're like, well, I don't know what we're going to do then. Because I was like, oh, it's a transferable job. I can get to become a good stripper in L.A. and then just transfer to New York until I find another job while I'm, like, pursuing my TV career. So, yeah, anyway, that didn't happen. I never became a stripper. But That's really sad. I wanted to, and I tried. It worked out though. But, yeah, you know. I mean, better off. Yeah. Um. So, w- is the challenge existing? The challenger has already existed. They've never. Right? So they. So the challenge actually did. Ca- it already existed. The challenge did call me right after my real world season. But um, with uh, I took some bad advice, and initially because I thought again that Bernie Madoff investment, like I thought my career, I was actually pitching my own show at the time, and MTV actually was receptive to it right after my what real was world it? season. What was that called? Confessions of a Diva, I think. And it was just about me and my life. It was dumb. But at the time, they were actually interested in it. And I, so I decided, they sent me a contract for the challenge, and I turned it down last minute. They were filming Thailand, so I'm like, oh, this is going to take away from me from doing like this me other doing show, thing, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. So I didn't do it. Well, they were pissed that I turned it down like a week before we were supposed to leave. So I pretty much got blacklisted, and they like, yeah, but didn't also like for anything. You either sign it or you don't. You don't, but it's like when they're making plans and they have all those logistics. No, I get that, but yeah. like, you, why would you do that before someone has signed their contract? Uh, because I think just because. Or did you sign your money. contract and then you were like, I JK. didn't, but I gave a verbal confirm. Oh, okay. So it was like I gave a verbal confirm. They're like, yeah. great, we're sending you these contracts. Again, valid. Get it. <laughs> Again, valid. <laughs> valid like, for them. <laughs> get it. Get it back to us in forty-eight hours. I'm like, sure. And then instead, I just like sat on it. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. they called and called. And they're like, okay, what are you doing? I'm like, actually, never I'm mind. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. And then they were like screw you fuck you yeah uh so so they didn't I was ask like, you yeah. so they didn't ask me back for years and i figured they probably like never would but during those years as i grew up in my free time since i wasn't a stripper i was thinking about it i'm like actually like at that point since i had no real tv ops i'm like oh that would have been great like i wish i had done it yeah and so when i moved back to new york i kid you not i had been here maybe all of a month out of the blue get this random ass phone call from an la number answer it it's like hey we're so and so with the challenge like how are you like, what's up and i'm like like you up and you were yeah, like, it was yeah. like you up i'm like i am so up everything's <laughs> yeah. up right yeah. now um so anyway they called me as an alternate even and then it but it turned into like what's no, alternate we so an alternate if is someone drops out we kind of like you but we have someone better uh or we think we have someone but you better. don't wait in the wings to go on right because people just keep getting eliminated you do wait in the wing you don't wait in the wings to go on you do in if someone gets eliminated too early or something happens or someone can't go so yeah like if ha- someone's like oh i just like fell on the stairs so basically they had to have an alternate come in when i backed out that first time yeah so that mean they had someone else already on deck that they were like we don't really know but yeah like we you're may an alt- call yeah, you got it but because i turned them down like a yeah. week before or if someone gets like injured and they can't perform yeah or they're like yeah. Someone dies and they have to like, yeah. Like, yeah. Fortunately, it. no one's died. But yes, yeah. if someone gets injured early on. Not like, I mean, like someone in their family dies. Or yeah, exactly. You know, like a personal emergency or like some kind of thing like or that. Or they fail a drug test yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yes, it. they'll have like an alternate. Um, And an alternate's the worst place to be, by the way, because you literally your life. Fortunately, I've never been one, been one aside from that because they ended up. Like Using a week you? later, they called and they were like, actually, we want you on. And yeah. and that was like, we still had like three weeks before. Yeah, because we you're like standing by. 
Like you yeah. can't do anything else. You can't do anything else. Imagine telling your job. You can't really talk to people about it. And imagine telling your job because when they call you as an alternate, you literally have less than 20. They will be like, we booked you a flight out of this airport that leaves in 12 hours. Be there. Yeah. Period. You don't even know where you're going really. You don't like literally it's like. You could be living your life like whatever. Like right now, I could like, get that go. call and I'd just be like, okay, we're well, going to have to cut this short because I have to leave. Totally. Like, yeah. I'd be like, oh, I got to go pack my bags. got to do blah, blah, blah. Like, bye. Because they make the alternates up until that point do everything that the actual cast does. So you yeah. still have to do these like tests. You still have already signed paperwork. You still have already whatever. Like signed your life. Yeah. yeah. You just don't well, know. Yeah, because they're ready to pull the trigger you. on you at any moment. Exactly. Yeah. When they call you, they call you. Like, it's literally the war. I couldn't imagine. Terrible. Um, but anyway, yes, did the challenge. It reinvigorated my career. It also just changed my life in general. Um, and that's how I met Clinton because he saw that season of the challenge. And he and loved, loved it. Me. I remember the story. Yeah. Um, what did you, what were the, some of the things that you did? Cause some people like love people like jizz their pants over you on the challenge. Thank you. Some people love me. Some people hate me. More people love me. The ones with good taste do. But I, <laughs> um, well, I'm honest. You like burned but, your weave. Well, so, well, no, no, no. That was in the second okay. challenge. Okay, the I'm first one ahead. I took my wig off because I made a bet with my team that if we won two challenges in a row, because we hadn't won crap at this point. And we're like five episodes in. Yeah. So I'm like, hell, if we could just, even if we win one, Jesus, that's great. But we're never going to win two. Bitch, did we not win two in a row? I had to take my wig off like on national television in Turkey where they don't have black hair care products. So my hair looks a hot, yeah, like just like messed ass, up. Yeah. Afroish. And you're in like a mess. desert the whole time. So in it's a just desert. Like- and for me, that was a big moment because any of the black listeners know like black women in our hair. It's a thing. It's it really huge, is just yeah. like a thing. And I mean, I know so, as a white man that it's a right, thing. Yeah. Being vulnerable in that way. Cause I had dated people that had never seen my hair just sort of out and exposed. So for me to like just be so vulnerable, like that was yeah. probably the most vulnerable moments for me in my life up until that point on TV, seeing how well people received it afterwards was literally like a life change, life defining moment. Really? Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I still wore wigs after that, but it was like, but not for long actually. Um, yeah. I like progressed into not wearing wigs and that moment certainly helped. Yeah. Yeah. The challenge changes lives. Who knew it does it's changed mine. Yeah. And so you did that, and then Clinton was like, I like this girl. Yeah, Clinton And you, was he, like, like, tweeted you, right? He, Clinton tweeted me being like, Devin's hilarious or something, and I was like, excuse me? Like, like I love I'm you. Hilarious. I love You're you. You're hilarious. Yeah. So then we were like Twitter friends, and then I was like, if you need anyone to come eat your food on the chew, like, holla. LMK. And yep, and then he, so he he did, he emailed, or was like, gave me his email address in the DMs, gotta love those DMs, and then met him on the chew. We still kept in touch via Twitter and then kind of via text. And then it became like, oh, let's get drinks because our birthdays are actually not far apart. So we like went and got drinks, kind of like birthday thing. And we just became real friends and we would yeah. just regularly, you know, get together for dinner or drinks. Yeah. I'd still love, love that man so much. He's so great. Not to skip ahead, not to like, not to, I want to do one more thing with the challenge, but like what, like you went to the end twice. I went to the end twice. It was, and it's like at the end, it's like you're like running through a desert for like hours and hours and hours. And it's like the hardest thing ever. Correct? It is literally the hardest thing ever. I've heard, I haven't confirmed, but I've heard from multiple people that the executive producer on the challenges actually used to be a Navy SEAL or like went through Navy SEAL training. So the things that he chooses yeah as like, things are legit like navy seal quality trying to like keep you like to make it like not only physically but psychologically like you real when i say that i thought i was gonna die and people think and people give me crap for being like the slow one or whatever which is all true but if you watch there are people who talk bigger smack and who work out who have passed out needed ambulances like yeah. suffered dehydration or gotten sick because it is so intense like you very easily could hurt yourself very bad yeah Mm-hmm. 
but I didn't. And you didn't. And you and you, I remember you told me before, like you you saw yourself like you were in that flight fight or flight mode, and you actually you're like not many people that are ever in that get to like watch it back. The greatest but, gift the challenge has ever given is exactly what you said. Is like we are faced with situations in our life where we are in fight or flight. Like everyone responds with one or the other, but very few of us get to see what we look like in that moment. Yeah. It's kind of like, imagine getting robbed and then being able to see the security tape. Yeah. Like footage back, like you survived it thankfully, but you getting ready to you watching that whole moment and seeing what your instinct was and how you handled it and whatever. It's literally that. And so in these challenges, especially the last one where you're doing things where people have died doing some of the things that we did and you have no clue what you're doing and it's literally the hardest thing ever, but you just have to keep going. And so being able to watch that back where I start singing to myself while I'm riding a bike in below freezing weather after I've been hiking all day because I'm trying to keep myself going. Like I never would have yeah. thought I would do that, but just seeing me in such a vulnerable space and like coping and whatever is just, yeah, it's like not only touching, but just so real. Yeah. Yeah. And people relate to it. And to this day, even though that was years ago, I still get people who come up to me and say thank you I get people who tweet saying I saw this and because you because you finished I knew I could do x y and z and all those years ago when I was four and five and knew I wanted to be in tv I had no idea how or what it would look like but it was exactly those moments that I get now yeah people feeling like they have a soul sister they can resonate or I help push them forward in some way that's exactly what I wanted and it was worth every scary moment that I went through to get there yeah that's really cool. Thanks. I really like that. Thanks. What, um, so that happens. Yeah. You so then go, you're then or become friends with Clinton Kelly. Yes. So I was actually friends with Clinton before I did the second one. So you're friends with Clinton before, you're yeah. friends with Clinton before like the second the, challenge. Yeah. 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 So I'm cl- friends with Clinton by then because the first one I did w- aired in 2012. The second one I did in 2014. So Clinton and I were like real life friends by the time we did yeah. the second. And then you... Go on it the second time. You almost like you get to the end again. Go on the second time. Get to the end again. Life cha- even love more life changing yeah, like experience. Love, like same kind of situation. Yeah. And then what? Then what happens? Like after you do those challenges, like what happens? Like what do you do next? Are you just like because then you're done and then it's just like you're done, right? Um, like you finish the show and then like you're they're just like okay thank you goodbye. Um yeah you're yeah they kind of leave you high and dry I mean you do like some press maybe but um, yeah but like that's it I mean it's over and then it's over yeah and that's it yeah and then you can keep doing them a million jillion times like some of these people do right but you decided against well I didn't want to be seventy two collecting my pension on from the, the challenge. challenge yeah no shade to bananas or CT or Sarah <laughs> Rice um but I. Uh, I also, again, the plan was to keep going bigger. Like, I've just never done things over and over and over and over and over again. I try not to. Um, And so with this, I wanted to try and pivot and turn it into something else. Didn't know what, but, yeah, that was the goal. So then you and Clinton come up with this idea. So Clinton and I come up with an idea about helping people, thanks to Tinder. We wanted to help their dating profiles. He wanted to fix what they were wearing. I wanted to fix what they were sharing. And so together we came up with Love It First Swipe. Initially it was going to be called Swipe Right. Tinder threatened to sue us. Uh, and so we changed the name. Yeah. And um, yeah, they picked up the show. They're excited about it. Tested well. Did 22 seasons all together. And uh, that's how I met the lovely you. Yeah, 22 episodes. 22 episodes, sorry. Yeah, if it was 22, 22 seasons, seasons, we wouldn't be here right yeah, now. We'd, yeah, be we'd be in be my working. penthouse. We'd be working. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, 22 episodes. Um, and then 
That show, I loved that show. I have my opinions of what I think we should have, we could have done with it and could have made it like amazing. And I think that it could maybe come back from the dead uh, somewhere else. We've talked about it. We would love for it too. I think we all mourned that hard. I know yeah. Kim did. I did like harder than we realized. It was like the death of a child. And we really. worked really hard at like f- figuring out the format and everything. We did. Like we worked so hard and Clinton and I just gave our all and like our heart. It's one thing when you get cast in a show like The Challenge because you kind of get paid regardless of what happens. And yeah, it's already and you're like, like oh, set I'm up. just showing up. Yeah, like, you just yeah. show up and you don't really care. But when you were there start to finish and you were like doing late hours and putting in blood, sweat and tears before it's ever even picked up. Like before yeah. you ever even know if it's going to pay off. And like before the network is even like, I don't even know if we're going to air this. Yeah, yeah you I know mean, what I mean? You're like, just so like invested and and we really wanted to help the people. Like there's so much that didn't make air where I'm sitting and talking and having these conversations with women to try and help them, you know, move forward in their love lives and help them, you know, not sell themselves short or build up their confidence. So yeah, it hit hard when it didn't air for a third season. Like yeah. so hard. So hard. Um and basically Basically, Clinton would do like the what not to wear special on mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. You would go over their dating profile and be like, why do you have this picture? Why do you have that picture? Mm-hmm. Why do you have this? Like, this is what you should be saying. This is the kind of pictures that you should be doing. And you kind of would revamp their dating profiles. Totally. Um, and then you were you before that, were you into like dating from like, were you not? I was going to say dating for money. And that's yeah. just like. I was not you a hooker. Not a I was almost yeah. a stripper, um, but not a hooker. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, were you doing date? Like, were you matchmaking professionally before that? Or I did that not, come out of the show? I was not matchmaking professionally. However, I had started a blog years before the show called Devin on Dating. Yeah. Uh, which started with me doing a rant on Facebook that got quite a lot of feedback and started a conversation, which people were like, you should write a blog. And so then that was happening. Yeah. So Devin on Dating had been around for a couple of years before the idea of the show. Um, and then I was just giving advice to people, you know, of course I was kind of known in my circle or network as the person you ask about like dating tips and what I should do and blah, 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 and all of that. Um, and then I started really coaching and matchmaking, uh, during love at first swipe and after. Mm -hmm. And so now you do that as a profession. I do. I do it as a profession. Um, so I get paid cash money, um, to keep my clothes on, unlike the stripper gig. Uh, I can't believe I. I mean, you know, again, God works in mysterious ways. I like, really wasn't. You meant were to like, be a stripper. I'm gonna be a stripper. I was like, I'm gonna be a stripper because, and not even in a degrading, I'm broke and can't survive way. Like I had a job. No, like yeah, you were like, life. I want to do this. I had like, a side good, gig. I guess. Like, <laughs> like that's the kind of way you want to do it. Yeah, I'm now. a self-respecting stripper. Like I had a, I had a job, uh, health benefits, was living with my uncle at the time anyway, which was great because like he had gotten sick, so I was helping take care of him. So it's not like I needed to pay rent or was like, yeah, like it wasn't like oh my god, what will I do? Yeah, yeah, just was like. And I thought it'd be cool to be save up money cause knowing I eventually wanted to move back to New York. I was like, oh, cool. Like I can save up money. Plus I can kind of get this like side of myself out that I like. My God. And, Were you going to like know. take your all your clothes off? I don't I don't think so. Like the dance that Markel and I had practiced. You would just I be in lingerie. Just, I'd have be in long just be in lingerie. And then I think different clubs have like Which like rules. isn't stripping. Like they would be like boo. Like I feel like they would like <laughs> boo you off the stage. But they have like different rules. Like some cl- strip clubs I think don't. don't You're do like it. not allowed to take off all your clothes or something or you like leave on a thought. I don't go to them enough. The only time I ever went to a strip club, we were, I was in Canada, I was in Toronto and literally we went to a female strip club, like a normal strip club. And it was strange because the women would go up for like a minute and just like present themselves and then they would walk around and try to get you to like go in the champagne room. They're trying to get that money. They were trying to be like, oh, like this is fun and you're going to keep buying drinks. Yeah. It was like, how can I steal the deal for, to go in the champagne room and get money? And so that was like, we were like, ooh, I don't like this. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and they would come around and like 
not to us, obviously, because it's me yeah. and a bunch of girls, but like to the older men that were like sitting at the mm-hmm. table next to us, they would come up and like put their boobs like on their back. Like they would like, oh, that's come so over weird. Behind them at their table and be like, hi. And I was like, oh my God, no, they can't do this to me. I'll literally, yeah. I will freak out and like run away. That's weird. And then we went to a mousetrap club and I just never thought about the fact that like they would be not hard whenever they were like oh, taking their clothes off. Oh, I've never off. thought about so that. So then I was like, either. this isn't okay. You know, Which, like, I you literally think, never like, thought about that. You would want it to be less aggressive, but I was like, I wish that this was like but it's not more sexual. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? It was like strange around. and it was like, yeah. I literally never thought about mm-hmm. that. Oh and gosh, maybe that I'm was just so talking to my Canada, about this but like I was assuming I was going to get like some rock hard D. I like, mean, but it's not fair because how I was can they stay hard it, in that environment though? Like, can't it, like, I don't know. I don't think you really I mean, can. I have no idea, but that's not the point. The point was like, <laughs> like I, I was so caught off guard by a flaccid penis and I was like, that's whoa, so like, weird. and then we were like, okay, we have to get out of here too. But here's the thing now, because if they are soft, then when they get aroused, they can't hide. So, so it's like, okay, is the rule that they're supposed to just be soft or is that they're I supposed no to be idea. hard? That's the thing is I and still to this day don't know. Can you imagine if he's self-conscious though? So he's like hitting on you, but then he's getting aroused and then you're watching him get aroused. So now you know what he's thinking, but he's like supposed to be working. It's just like a weird. So much. So many questions oh my unanceded, which uh, write in, please. Chris, yes. Chris at loudandcurious.com if you like have the answers to these questions. I anyway, that is <laughs> like we need to know. Oh like, my God. I literally, need to know. that is now like anyway, my mission. So you were going to, so um, you started dating, you started being being a matchmaker uh, we yeah. really digress <laughs> we so digress um so yeah uh relationship and dating coach uh was doing that for a while and then at the request of some clients wanting me to sort of set them up and be their matchmaker so I was doing that on my own for a while and then I was like all right I want to partner with someone um and so I was lo- I you know thought about joining certain like I'd been asked to kind of be an advisor on certain like dating apps and things and you know, people had talked about me doing match, like being with the matchmaking company, but I was like, eh, because some of them are like skeevy. And I came across this one called Three Day Rule, and I did research into them. I just really liked the mess, the intent behind it. It wasn't yeah. some like creepy old lady business. Oh, I'm just gonna take all your money and charge you twenty five thousand dollars to like maybe introduce you to people that I meet on the street. It's like there's a rhyme and a rhythm to it. There is like an algorithm, but it's a human element to it. Yeah. They really do get excited when our clients turn into couples and relationships and marriages and babies and all of that. Like that really is the number one goal. That's why the CEO started it. And I love that. Like I love that. Yeah. So um I love what I do and I love working for three day rule and I think they're the real deal. What is the three-day rule? So it's a play off of the movie Swingers and Vince Vaughn because he like gets the girl's number and it's like you have to wait three days to call. Um, yeah. Don't do that. Don't wait three days. Don't. This guy I'm texting right now that I kind of like, I mean, I use that loosely because he's made it to round two, but like usually they're fired by round four. Um, <laughs> but if he like waits three days to like hit you up hit again. Over, yeah, then he's yeah, fired. No, like, goodbye. Done. You're done. Bye. Um, so, so you now do basically you teach people how to date and like mm-hmm. what the do's and don'ts are. So that's what I want to kind of like at like our last mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. I would love to talk about is like, tell me about dating. Tell me like what, I don't know. Tell me what you're, tell me, give me some tips. You don't have to give me like the full Monty because I know that like this is supposed to be something that I pay for, but what are the, what are three, what are like some common misconceptions that you see or what do you, what are like three of the biggest mistakes that you see? Three of the biggest dating mistakes? Like mis- things that you see most often of people doing the wrong thing. Um, three. Of like on their dating profile or when they're dating. Yeah. Hold on. Let me think. Because there's a lot of things that I see wrong. Um, well, New York City specifically. New York is just absolutely the most challenging. I see people 
being too picky about the things that don't matter. If you really want, like, if you want a status symbol, fine, be picky about those things. But if you actually want someone who's going to, like, be a ride or die, right, like, going to eat granola with you like my dog Brooklyn did when we were broke, like, that kind of person, but in human form, then you need to put more emphasis on the person's, like, core values and personality traits and less emphasis on how much they make and where they went to school and, like, like how cute they they are. Yeah, Yeah. where in the city they live. Like, just stupid stuff. Because I've seen people just shut down otherwise great opportunities over the dumbest, really the dumbest things. And I know we all want what we want. Like, of course, I would love to get someone super tall and handsome and beautiful and blah, blah, blah. But I'm just telling you, like, if you want a relationship that's fulfilling emotionally, like that superficial crap doesn't matter yeah so that's number one um number two (laughs) this is gonna sound bad but people being delusional about what they bring to the table i mean part of my job is to get rejected on a regular basis for other people yeah because i can meet someone that i think is great for a client and you know they tick all the boxes for me and then i sort of share with them a little bit about that client or say oh would you want to meet chris or whatever and then they're like they'll see a picture of the client and and they'll go not really. Mm, no, not interested. And it's not that my clients, let me just be clear, like some of them have no problem getting dates. There's most of them are relatively attractive, certainly. Yeah. But it'll be the person who's saying no to everybody, even people that are genuinely attractive, our catches can get dates. But then you look at the client and you're like, okay, you are not Candace Swinopal. Like, I'm going to need you. You're attractive. But you know, like they yeah. want a 12. And in the reality, personality they looks want everything the perfect else, person but like why do you deserve the perfect yeah, person like, like yeah. nobody's anyone's perfect and if that's all you really care about you can get that but then that means they're not going to be concerned with the things that matter with you like so if you really care about looks that's all you care about you're probably going to get someone who equally is really concerned about looks fine so i do have clients that are beautiful or handsome or whatever but then what happens when you get sick what happens if you get hit by a car god forbid what happens if you get pregnant what happens if you lose your job now that person who met your standards that you were so focused on is gonna look at you and go why like that's not what i signed up for i want someone who's still beautiful or still a witch or still whatever so just be clear about what you bring to the table also that you're never going to be perfect for someone and then i think that gives slightly you like better perspective of like you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, who we allow in to our time. Um, and then the last thing is just um, for women, like it's okay to set boundaries and standards and it doesn't mean you're being big. She, you have to be big. She about it, but be clear. Like if you're not enjoying a date, it is perfectly okay for you to say like, mm, I'm not going to stay for this round of music. Cause I'm kind of hungry. Like, but this is great. I'm going to go leave and grab some food. If you want to come, you can come, but, bye like do that don't sit and be miserable or be like you don't your time is really valuable be careful who you share it with you do have to go on dates and like put yourself in the game to win nobody ever won the lottery by not buying a ticket yeah but at the same time don't let things drag on when you know that they when it's over yeah Yeah. if you're like i know that i don't like this person like you don't have to like give them a pity date or like yeah 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 totally what do you what are some things that people could do to like improve how they feel about dating or how they, because I feel like a lot of people that I know are like, I want to go on dates, but I just like don't like going on like blind dates or like I never meet anyone that I really like, or it's always awkward or it's like, I'd say the thing that helps is getting a sense of humor and looking at memes, to be honest, like laughing and joking about it. Like look online about the meme. I have a lot of memes on my Instagram page. uh, And I, 
you can find them on Facebook too, like not my own, but just other people's because a lot of people feel the same way. And just being able to laugh about it collectively, honestly, is the only thing that kind of like helps because a, you realize the disappointments that happen in dating don't just happen to you. Like yeah. it have everybody feels it at some point. And then just kind of being able to laugh about it because you don't want to get jaded. Yes. It does get really frustrating and tiring, but it's just a part of the process. And the reality is, is that it's not like getting in a relationship is the is the destination it's still just one stop on the journey so once you are in that relationship there are going to be other moments that aren't all feel good and happy and whatever well else. then you have to then like cultivate your relationship exactly. together and that's yeah. not going to be happy either and there's less funny memes about that so you might as well enjoy the funny memes about the dating part yeah because um, when you're in a relationship that's hard and then when you're married or if you have kids or whatever as that relationship progresses it's just it is it's even more work so being resilient a makes you a great partner is a great uh, character trait to have but then be um being able to laugh about it and realizing it's a small thing will just help you in the future and recognizing i believe this truly if you give 100 percent and do your part so if you show up it's like an audition right so if you like memorized your lines and you practice and do whatever you need to do and you showed up to that audition and you gave it your all and it doesn't work out then it really wasn't meant to be. But yeah. you put yourself out there and you tried and that's okay if anything, it's a blessing because unlike that CBS thing, right? I got real world, like something better really will come. Yeah. But if you start to take yourself out of the game to begin with, or you show up to the audition and didn't memorize your lines or you put in half-ass energy, which is the same as going on a date with an attitude or not being present or the first second he or she opens her mouth, you're automatically like, no, and you haven't even like given, given the, it like, a like real chance. Yeah. yeah, giving it a real chance then you're never going to know what you're passing up and you're likely not to meet the thing that really is great for you because you haven't given your 100%. So just give your 100% in that moment and then if the ball drops, then whew, great, something even better is coming and that's amazing. And if the ball keeps going like real world did, keep keep doing your part and you never know what magic can happen because it literally, that was a magical experience and um I think that there's a lot of parallels between auditioning for a reality show and dating life. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, if people, should everyone be dating? Should everyone, I mean, everyone who wants to be in a relationship, uh, everyone who wants to be in a relationship that is either currently or has done the emotional work on themselves to be in a healthy space. Yeah. Because if you are not self-aware, you are not a good partner. No, Just, you're not. No, right. not at all. And no one's perfect. Like no one goes into it perfect. But you need to be consistently doing the work to say, why did I react that way? Or what could I be doing better? Or what do I need to add to my life so that I feel enriched and fulfilled? Just in general, whether it's new hobbies, friends, your work, whatever. So that way, when you do have a partner, it really is a team thing, not a I need someone to fix and repair and fill make these me holes whole thing. Yeah. 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 Okay, so. Before we go, mm-hmm. last th- okay. So if I want to date Devin Simone, like, what do I have to do? Oh, You've gosh. been saying like, there's there's like these levels. Like, people get fired. They're on level two. They're on level four. They're on like whatever. Blah blah. Like, what? I know it's like Super Mario Kart, but like harder. No, but I like um. that. I like like <laughs> that shit. Plus, like, I feel that not. I'm again talking out of my ass, but like, I feel that that's good to have like a rigorous 
Oh, totally. Kind of like vetting process. And one thing I will say that I did from like even from we when we did Swipe Wipe, mm-hmm. do you remember the episode where we were in the Central Park and you had like a chalkboard of all these different things yes. and you had to go through with the girl and be like, which one of these do you like, which one of these are most important to you? These qualities in exactly. the person. Yes. And then you erase them and you could only give them like five or three uh, yep, or something. I still do that to my clients now. I literally did that. Like, I think it was like. January 1st of this year Good job. me and my roommate and my friend like all went and we did like 20 things that we yeah. were looking for in someone and then we like made it 15 then we made it 10 yeah and then we made it seven then we made it five exactly and that's like still to this day like a thing of I like someone that I'm like going on a couple of dates with that mm-hmm. I want them now like looking to like be right like get serious with I like use that those five things and like compare them to like yeah 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 totally I'm proud of you yeah and I still make my clients do that now um and it's true right because everything nothing's a priority if everything's a priority yeah so if you want it all then you're not going to value any of it um and so what do they need to do to date Devin well one you got to have your ish together and I don't mean you have to have life figured out but you do need to be in a um a job or career that you enjoy um, but it's also uh, financially stable. We just look, we live in New York City. Um, and you need to be someone who is reliable. That is, I found a really big thing for me. Um, someone who values personal growth. So that whether that means travel, learning about the world, staying in tune with events, or wanting to learn more about yourself. Like, I don't do well with people who are like, this is just how I am, and I'll always be like be this, this way. Like, yeah. no, no, not good. Um, and honestly, some like that's real. That's really pretty much, you know, thoughtful. And that's pretty much it. The people like lose themselves or like drop the ball when you show that you're like, like it, it's really not a lot that I'm asking for. But like if you show that your your job's either not stable or you're not emotionally stable. So one day you're like obsessing over me and the next day you're like. Oh, I don't like, know. How I go. feel like, yeah. then, ew, that's weird. Yeah, like, like hey, don't, what's up? Like, whatever. yeah, like, yeah. nope, don't want that. Or if you um, are someone who's like, okay, I'm just going to work and have a girlfriend in between my work schedule, meaning like, we when talk I want to see you, when yeah, I want to see I you, I'll see you. But when yeah. I don't want to, like, what's like, I that know, who doesn't are you? work. Or if you're someone who's like really into it and it's great, maybe you are reliable, but you still have baggage, whether it be an ex or you're trying to figure out your career and your life or all of that. Like, I'm just not at that play. Like I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. But that's not, that is not my future baby daddy. Yeah. But like get moment. your life before you like yeah, get before at you me. Can, exactly. Yeah. Like at least know or be working towards it. It doesn't yeah. need to be like at some level, but just be hat. Like, you know, I've been through the thing of where they pivot in the middle and then, and seen kind of how that can work out. So yeah, probably just have your ish together. Um, and then be consistent. Like men, not enough men court, people in general and i feel like people could really bat out of their league like if you've ever seen even celebrity couples you'll see the occasion like just hot gorgeous celebrity woman and she's with whomever like some and you're like some dud and you're like like, how i bet you he courted the crap out of her yeah like if you just court i don't care if it is i mean hell look tyra banks isn't single anymore but mel b single whatever court her and you could probably get her doesn't matter what you do who you are yeah. like just and she's like one of the most beautiful people i've ever seen in my life totally yeah. just court her meaning be consistent be thoughtful like be present and carve out the time it doesn't have to be a ton of time but like even just a dinner is an hour and a half a dinner is an hour and a half where the phone's not on the table and then the next day you're the one who's like i had a great time with you i'm thinking of you or you sent her flowers and you're just consistent on that i'm telling you man you can get 
the relationship of your dreams. You could probably get a lot of sexual favors. You could get a lot yeah, just you, by yeah. solidly courting someone because it's not common anymore. How do people is people like get really nervous, especially like our generation, get really like weird about that kind of stuff? What are like some people are like, oh, I don't want to come on too strong. I don't want to like whatever. And like the whole texting thing is right. such a thing now of like. So you, it's like a dance. You have to read social cues. That's helpful. So if you feel you're the only one pushing, then you probably should fall back. Yeah. But even like, you know, after dinner the next day, sending a text being like, hey, thinking of you, hoping you're having a great day. That's maybe all you really need to send. Yeah. But you that's don't need to be like, so anyway, like, let me yeah, tell you about. Yeah, yeah. Don't need to have a full conversation through text, but just that little thoughtfulness. And then the next day, if you want to see that person again, being like, hey, I was, you know, there's this cool festival coming up this weekend or whatever, you know. I thought it'd be fun if we go. Like, are you down for going? Yeah. That's it. You, but now you're being consistent. Like, you're following through. You've shown that you've thought about this person. Like, that's a part of courting. Didn't cost a lot of money. Not super hard. We F ourselves up because people will be all or nothing. Long text message conversations and then go silent. Or, oh, had a great time with you, but then not, we put work and friends before dating so then we won't see them again for a week or two. And now yeah. the momentum's lost and then just fizzles. How long do you wait until you like make something official with someone would you or is it a bit case by case basis i mean that's certainly case by case uh i was reading a study that on average it's a for people it's about six dates six dates or about a month and a half um and that usually those people have slept together by then um that's just kind of like the general average um according to this study for me personally it's certainly it's a case by case basis I'm not quick to jump into anything because I take it seriously. But at the same time, I'm also quick to cut if I don't think it can lead yeah, to like something. Yeah, like this guy that you already said is yeah, like. Yeah, he did text back, though. Or he did text. But I'm just not going to respond for the rest of the night. Anyway. Um, oh, so it's like that? <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, for me personally, I just don't have sex until we're. I cut that whole what are we thing down. No sex before monogamy like that. Is it like that? Because because then then it makes it easier because no one really wants to have the conversation and the conversation is much harder to have after you've given it up. So you might as well like he's more likely to initiate the conversation if he knows it needs to be had before getting into bed. Yeah. So what? Okay. That's actually like where I am right now Mm -hmm. currently is Mm -hmm. the like are what's what is this? And like we both know what it is, but it's like. Does that all have you ever have you ever not ever had the conversation and it just like organically becomes like a relationship or do you feel that the uh, conversation is needed to be happened? I think a conversation is good and really necessary just anyway, because it's even though it's awkward, it's promoting your conversation, your ability to communicate with your partner and you need to be able to communicate. Um, But I mean, certainly there are relationships where you you kind of like evolve into something. It's like, okay, we're spending every weekend together. Like we're doing whatever. We're clearly not dating other people. Yeah. But even then, I think just acknowledging kind of like, yeah, well, come on. You know, like, yeah, you're like, hey, you're my boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, Is is nice. Like it doesn't hurt. Um, But otherwise, I always say don't assume. Like don't assume. Even if you are, if someone is seeing you how X, Y, and Z times, like, don't assume that they're not. Because I feel like that's else. one of the things that I feel like every time it's like one of your coworkers or your friends is like, oh my God, so I've been dating this guy. And then like, and like we went on like four dates and like he always texts me, but mm-hmm. now he's like busy. And so I like can't see, like can't see me. But mm-hmm. like, what are we? Like, yeah. so it's like, what, like, do you, do you ever, how, do, what would your advice be in that situation? I said, what are we? Um, I mean, I'd want to get more clarity on kind of the, the, um, yeah. 
the steps they've taken together, like the markers they've hit, you know, like, oh, we've met each other's friends or we've taken a road trip together or we slept together or my stuff is at his apartment, you know, like because there's yeah. these different markers because it is different for different people. Some people can go on 10 dates and they're still not there yet. And that's okay. And they're just like super cat and yeah, it's just and not super, going anywhere. It's not going anywhere or they're just taking their time. That's fine. And other people can go on four dates and, and be it's in like, love oh, with each I other. met his sister and she and it's like a different yeah. thing. So knowing those um, marker indicators would be important. Um, but ultimately, have, if you really just want to know, you can do it jokingly or make yourself unavailable. And then when he's like, oh, where were you? Or like, what were you doing? Be like, why? Yeah, like, why? Like, I don't have to tell you that. Yeah, well, just be like, why? Like, are we... And he'll be like, oh, well, I thought we told each other everything or whatever. And then that leads to the conversation. Yeah. Like, okay, well, what are we doing here? Or you can even make a little joke of like, oh, that's boyfriend privileges. Like when he's like, oh, do you want to come over and cook at my place? And you're you like, you can cook for me. I don't really cook for people. That's boyfriend privileges. That's not my boyfriend. Yeah. And, and so if you say boyfriend privileges, it's naturally going to make him either go, well, wh- I thought that's what this was. Or yeah. it's going to make him want to fight like, like, oh, I haven't reached that level yet. Like, yeah. Okay. Or it's just going to make him go, all right, well, bye. <laughs> In which yeah. Case and then you know you're like, okay, bye. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, he wasn't really trying to do anything with me anyway. Yeah. So then good to know. Um, to end things, yeah. what like, what's advice? Give me like a cheerleader advice of like dating, because like it's very, it can be dating very, can be hard. very hard and very taxing. Yeah. And like many a time, I've been like, I need to delete all my apps and like not do this for two months because it's like I'm getting so in- obsessed with it, and it's mm-hmm. like, and then that's always like bad. You never yeah. want to be like yeah. obsessed because then the people can smell it on you. Oh yeah, it's, it's the like worst. bad, and it's I can hard. do it. You can, I can smell it on other people. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? There's been so many. Like everyone has like ups and downs with it, and like does. a love hate relationship with dating. Mm-hmm. So like, what is like a good cheerleader like? Give me something. I, give me some words of wisdom and like motivation to like. You know, as someone who literally sees what happens in dating every single day, all the time, the good, bad, the ugly, um, and the exciting, you know, I just, it's kind of like life. So, so a couple things. One, you know, going on a bad date, getting rejected. It's human nature to not want to be rejected, right? Yeah. Uh, and sometimes when we shut down from dating or we get jaded and we get frustrated, it's because we are either tired of rejection or we feel like we're not meeting what we want. Like it's just draining. But the reality is, is you have a hundred percent survival rate, like a cheer applaud yourself because you've survived everything life has thrown at you. So you will continue to just don't run in front of cars or something. But like you can probably bet that in your dating life, you will still have a hundred percent survival rate. So you got this. And then you also just have to be brave and be open. You have to be brave because I see people who are, or one or the other. So they'll either be, brave and they're dating everybody but they're dating people that are terrible like just people you should never like go out with if he's like oh yeah i hook up with a different girl every week you want to get dinner she's like well i'm gonna be oh i'm gonna be you know i'm gonna go out with him like no don't don't do that like don't do that um or you see people who are open but aren't emotionally brave so they make it a point where they're like i'm meeting people i'm doing things but they're really guarded so then it doesn't work out and so then they they're like, see, every relationship I'm in doesn't work out. And it's because you weren't brave. You didn't open yourself up to, like, be real and vulnerable with this person. And long-lasting relationships are a combination of openness with one another, right? Um, and bravery, like the ability to sort of be raw and whatever with that person. The one other thing, too, is to look for someone you can build with, period. Even that list of five things that you came up with, the number one thing that matters is can I build with that person? Because in a relationship, an actual relationship, you are building a life. 
you are building a home, you may be building a family, you are building wealth, you are building together. If you cannot build with that person, if they can't build their own ish, then and they're they going to probably knock down your own blocks, then get rid of them. I don't care how you feel about them, how sexy they are or whatever. Can I build with this person? If you cannot, game over. They are not for you. What? It, who would be someone that like cannot you can't build with? Someone that already has a life built for themselves that was not willing to budge. Someone who doesn't. Yeah. Someone who doesn't has a life built for themselves, but doesn't want to. They want to put you in their house, not. And continue like, yeah. to build with you. Like get a house together with e- exactly. you. Exactly. Um, someone, obviously. Right, exactly. Yeah. Someone who only cares about themselves, like literally is just so in a space that you, yeah. that they're not concerned with what you want to build. So if you want to build, um, you know, living in the suburbs or having kids or living abroad or traveling and they're like, no, this is what I'm building. Like I, you do your own thing, then you're not going to be able to build together. Someone who doesn't have their issues. So if you want to build, you know, build your career and you want to reach a certain level and they're complacent and okay where they are and they're not trying to build up to that point, then you yeah. can't build with them because they're not trying to build the same thing as you. Yeah. So find someone who you respect and trust enough to build. Like, do you trust that the bricks he's laying? And I don't mean sexually. Do you trust though that they're, sturdy like a good foundation do you trust his judgment and is he showing that he wants to build something with you even if he is a good builder and he ain't choosing to build with you that's also not gonna help you yeah so can he build um be open be brave um and then the very very last thing is when the ball drops don't pick it up people play themselves because they play by themselves so if the person that you were dating drops the ball and i don't mean some life event like happens and maybe that you don't hear from them for a couple of days like things happen i get it but if you again show up and give a hundred percent so like this texting person like if you're if he texts me and i respond back or if i make it clear like hey i'm happy to get together on x whatever and he hymns and haws and like doesn't respond until three days later until after the day or the day of whatever i suggested oh okay so it's like he's yeah, dropped I get the it. ball you get what i'm saying yeah like, like he's like oh i'm gonna like pretend like i was busy so that i don't he's have to dropped do this. the ball yeah. right like if you're the one consistently like, nudging yeah. it forward the other person's not pick tossing the ball back to you so if the ball drops let it go yeah because we will play ourselves i have a my friend my stripper friend she's not a stripper but the one who was encouraging me yeah um Your she met a guy my choreographer <laughs> she she met a guy when she was here in town who i didn't like immediately and they continued to keep in contact when she went back to Kansas City. And it became very apparent that he was just breadcoming her, like liked the attention, liked the whatever, but wasn't going to do anything. She knew that. She was getting frustrated. But she played herself because when he wouldn't text, instead of her just going, yep, he dropped the ball, leave it. Like, just leave it. Don't ever text back. Like, don't respond and just move on. Yeah. Maybe she'd be out late one night and she'd be like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Or maybe he would come back and text like a week later out of nowhere. And then she'd be like, my, oh, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. In my opinion, which she clearly dropped the ball. And so now he's texting a week later or she told him he was she was coming in town because she is. And initially he was like, I w- want to see you. I want to get together. She casually mentioned she is coming. She's having a hanging out with us in, um, for Labor Day weekend. And he like didn't really acknowledge it. To me, that's a ball drop. Yeah. Let it drop. You bringing it back up. You're now tossing the ball to yourself yourself. you literally are playing yourself because you're playing by yourself and so then in the end when you feel disappointed that you got played like you did it drop when they drop the ball first the first time you can walk away with your dignity and just be like all right 
they drop the ball at the end. Not a big deal. But when they drop the ball and you keep like picking it up, trying to toss it at them. (laughs) And And it's like, no. Then you look like an idiot. Yeah. And then that's when we get hard on ourselves and we're like, ah, why? Dating's the worst. Da, 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 da. When they drop the ball the first time, do not pick it up. That's really good advice. Yeah, thank you. It's the best thing. That it is. I, no, it really is. Yeah. I mean, I know it's hard sometimes. And like everyone does that. Everyone does it. Everyone's done it at yeah. like, you know, to be fair with this thing, I like the ball's been tossed primarily. I wasn't picking it up. Finally, I picked it up. And now I feel like they're not to- like they may not be tossing at the same level. But I recognize that. So we're yeah. going to cut. You're fired. You be, yeah, you'll be fired. Bye. Yeah, we girl, should. bye. I mean, he's not fired yet, but check back but like, with me by like Monday. Yeah, like I'll text you tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I'll be like, <laughs> he I'll be like he well is he employed? Be. Yeah, he may is very he well be. <laughs> he might be collecting unemployment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what I should start making an unemployment list, which is really yeah. just a list of just people that get all fired. All the bitches that got X'd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unemployment list. Um, um, but yeah, just drop, seriously, that's probably the, that is honestly the best thing. I feel like it is, yeah. The ball drop. Because there's so many people that are like, but like, so then like this happened and then it was weird and then he like couldn't come. So, like, what is it? And it's like, he couldn't come. Yeah, he couldn't come. If I like someone, I will go out of my way. I will stay up late. I will, like, go into work late. I will, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll stay up all night with them and then go to work exhausted. Exactly. And so, I mean, it's literally like if you had uh, the winning lottery ticket from the other day in your hand and you told someone, hey, this has your name on it. You just got to get to it. Even if they lived across the country, do you think that they wouldn't figure out how in some way to get there? And even if they couldn't get there right away, they'd be letting you know, I'm thinking about it. Like, I'm coming. Don't yeah, like move. Next I'm week, whatever. though. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> right. But I'm on my way. And so communicating even the busiest of people, you and I both know people who are super busy, accomplished, like wealthy, whatever. Even they have time for the things they want to have time for. So if he or she is like clearly being like, eh, about making time for you yeah, or like, like no. being consistent and follow through, that is a ball drop. Let that sucker drop. Yeah. And that's that's one thing that 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 Danielle and I actually are make your makeup artist. Like Danielle mm-hmm. and I on my old podcast hundred percent, she we talked about like making time for the things that you want to do and like we talked about hobbies and all this stuff. Yeah. And she um was saying that like we make time for what we want. You totally make like, time. You know what I mean? Like you have enough time to do anything like ever. And at the end of the day too, just like a little text message doesn't take takes two seconds yeah so even if oh yeah no reason, texting is five seconds yeah being like hey crazy busy today but just wanted you to know i was thinking of you or yeah, like, like don't know about this weekend but definitely next like we'll week let you whatever. know or like whatever yeah yeah cool but otherwise like no so the one who's about to be unemployed almost we had a date number <laughs> two planned for <laughs> monday and this is so like tmi whatever we'll put out there it's not tmi actually but i usually don't share this will air on my, this will air on monday so great as many of my hopefully yeah hopefully won't be fired then but he might be so we had a had amazing date number one um so then had a date number two planned uh for monday and i was really intrigued because it takes a lot for me to like yeah actually be kind of like all right wait a minute this was like a, like our first date was seven hours long okay so uh to the point like you said where you go to work it was 2 30 in the morning and we're both like oh god we have work in the morning like what are we doing um so date number two plans everything great we taught he's messages me every day like on his own accord like cool monday comes long we had been texting a little bit a few hours before the date holy crap like this thing was not launched at work Things are really crazy. Don't know if I'm going to be able to do night. Don't hate me. Are you still available Wednesday? Because initially I'd said I was available for, you always give them two options and let them pick one. So I'd said Wednesday when we were first planning this date, like the week before. So my response was, 
you know, most people would be like, oh, sure, no big deal, like, whatever, because work, I get it, and I believe yeah, it was yeah. a valid and true reason. But here's the thing. My time's really valuable. Everyone's time is really valuable. We do make the time for the things that we want, and so I let him know that um, Wednesday wasn't available because it wasn't anymore. I'd booked another date. Uh, but then also that if we wanted to get together, I said we can shoot for another week, and that I wasn't available till the end of the next week. Yeah. An hour later, he managed to figure out that work-ish, even if it meant he had to get in early and do it the next day. And we definitely went for a date. And we didn't stay out till 2, but we stayed out till midnight. And it was great. Because you make time for, for the, the things, things that, that you, you want. really yeah. want to make time for. And Boom. I put up on Instagram that I was going to interview you. And um, I looked at the the questions mm -hmm. and most of them we already answered with it was all real world and like all that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff but someone named clinton kelly official <laughs> asked can you ask her who is her favorite co-star of all time <laughs> well let me think about it chet was really good um <laughs> <laughs> kidding clinton kelly is hands down favorite co-star of all time favorite one of my favorite friends of all time literally love that man. like to be honest if i have a son it'll probably like have clinton's name incorporated and really it will oh i haven't God. ever said that out loud until now i just thought about it. like it probably will wow well you hear you heard it here first yeah. clinton yeah i also like commented back and was like i'm patiently waiting for the time that i ask you to be on this podcast and he <laughs> did not respond so See, shade he dropped, shady people boots. make time for the things shady they want to shady <laughs> boots like <laughs> shade, drop the ball shady boots yeah anyway okay. no i love you clinton. Love clinton. i love He's you amazing. i want to see you soon thanks um yeah Thank you for all that advice. That's I, all good. That's welcome. some good shit. I've overstayed my welcome here, so we should no, probably go. No, I was just looking because I was reading yeah, that text. No, no, but like, yeah, no, but we, yeah, um, I have overstayed my welcome here. But um, ooh, any final thoughts? Um, I mean, I feel like you guys have them. All. I mean, if look, if you want help with your love life, uh, you can uh, email me, Devin at 3dayrule.com. Three um, number or spelled three out? Three spelled out, Devin at 3dayrule.com. Um, and you can be in our general database or if you want to work with me one on one, you can hire me to be a matchmaker. People really like me. Well, most of my clients do. You're really funny. And I Thanks. really would like you. I would like if I had the money to do so, <laughs> I would hire you. I appreciate it. I love getting I have a message. I can just show you some that I'm the real deal of a client who went on date two with her match and she's super excited about him. And they're going on date three on Sunday. And she said, I don't want to get like too excited. But like you can just tell that yeah. she's really kind of like feeling it and excited about it and i love that that's literally like the best feeling ever that's amazing yeah it says uh just wanted to give you a quick update she's back from japan she's traveling she's like we met up for brunch yesterday and hung out by the water had a really nice time we're making plans for our third date trying not to get ahead of myself but he's super sweet and considerate and you can tell he's a really good person those are the kind of messages i love to get from my clients yeah so it definitely is worth the investment that's amazing yeah um, if people want to find you, where can they find you? You can find me on 15th Street. Kidding. Don't come to my house. But you can find <laughs> me uh, on Instagram at Devin Simone, D-E-V-Y-N-S-I-M-O-N-E. -E. My website is DevinSimone.com. Devin with a Y, Simone with an I. Facebook is Devin Simone TV, or you can just follow my real page where the personal stuff happens. Snapchat, which is where you usually get to see an unfiltered look. Not often, but sometimes is also Devin Simone. We're real consistent, right? Yeah, as like you should be. Just, it's all... Well, I have different ones. Yeah. I don't think anyone... Like, why does anyone ever have yeah, that? Yeah, it's That's literally so just Devin Simone. You spell yeah. my name right, and you pretty much got it. Got it. Yeah. Perfect. So um, you can get hired. Yeah, I can get hired, yeah. and uh, I can help you find the love that you're Amazing. looking for. All right. 
Um, thank you for sharing your story. You're thank welcome. you for sharing those tips. Thank you for everything. Thank, thank you for you being you. Um, thank you for telling me about how you're stri- you wanted to be a stripper. I cannot believe that I said was that. Like I'm probably a- gonna wake up and be like, holy hell. What? Did it's, I really just say that? But it's, it's true. Look, ain't no shame the in truth. this game. Yeah. It's true. I would have I you know, I feel like maybe it might now happen when I'm like ninety. I feel like at one point in my life I probably do just wanna get on t- get I will on throw a you stage. a pa- listen, I will throw you a party where we like have a stage and you can do a stripper. But act. I feel like it'd be weird with all my friends there. Like I No, like it wouldn't at all. Like we would be like screaming know. for you. Think about me, Danielle, and Marilyn, oh and Mike, and Clinton, <laughs> like in the front row, and you doing your like d- oh my dance. Gosh, that'd, be that'd be hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. That would actually be really hilarious. Maybe for my fortieth. Okay. Because by then I'll have done a lot. Yeah. Probably, and have probably popped out some kids. So by fortieth, we should have a stripper theme party, and Absolutely. I legit will like. We will do that. Oh, we will sew. Oh, it's yes. It's about to get real on. It's about anybody so like, listening. Yeah, invited. Fast forward like 40th. what? Eleven years. Like, Eleven years from now. <laughs> Eleven invited. years from now. We're okay. gonna do a stripper birthday party because at some point you just gotta do it. Like, Amazing. You I'll get up the there with you. You, you know, I don't do. give two shits. Well, first, let me have my song to Jeremiah. Okay. But then all right. We can give you a lap dance. Yeah. Because that was part of the choreography. Was a lap dance? Because I can't really do pole work. I tried to take a pole dancing class. Yeah, it's hard. It's so. You have to be real jacked. You, it, like, yeah, it's people very hard. don't understand how hard that is. And you get pole burn, which is a thing because your skin, That's like, where they rubs. grease that shit up. Oh, or they have the poles that like actually rotate. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like some of them actually rotate. Point. So you're holding onto it, but it's spinning around, but it's cause right. it's like two, it's like a two cylinders in right. one. And so the one is just spinning. Yeah. But even just using your thighs, to, like climb yourself up there. That's about as far as I got. And even that I like yeah, have bruises on the inside of yes. my thigh. And this is for a fitness class, by the way, guys, this wasn't, this was after my no, people do it as like, like fitness yeah yeah, because uh, it's so hard it is it's super hard it's just like doing anything else where you're like holding up yourself your body weight with like one leg yeah yeah it's crazy it's amazing to me that they can like these people can do yeah it. it's crazy yeah so good um again thank you for all of that i will cut it out if you really don't it's, want no, it to be aired it like, it's, it's fine amazing. It is, it is. my kids will hear it one day um if you want to be on the show you can or if you have questions comments concerns etc you have requests um email me at chris at loud you can find me everywhere at the chris DeRosa. you can find the show at loud and curious um and you can find our website at loud that has all the most recent episodes on it so if you don't have an iphone or if you don't ever know how to find podcasts anywhere people have been texting me being like where do i find your podcast and i'm like anywhere that podcasts are iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, everything, but that's still sometimes too hard for people. But um, so go to loudandcurious.com and you'll listen to all the newest episodes. Um, and I think that's it. It's been so fun. Oh my god! Thank you, you, thank you, seriously. No, I love like seriously. Amazing. You don't ever have to. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, until next time. Bye. Bye, guys. This episode of Loud and Curious was produced by me, Krista Rosa. My cover art photo and all the photos on my website were taken by Alyssa Timoteo. Cover art graphics and photo editing by Chris Moore. The boys from Remember Jones wrote and performed my theme music. Like them on Facebook and Instagram at Remember Jones. 